Yo, this is Sammy Guevara, the best ever. And you, yes, you, are listening to the Dark Match Podcast. I would say go check out all the other episodes, but fuck that. Go listen to the one I'm on right now. Stop what you're doing. Close all the other tabs. Go listen to Sammy Guevara's episode of the Dark Match Podcast. And then maybe you truly will be the best ever. And also go subscribe to me on YouTube uh, at Sammy Guevara. Coming to you live from the Ohio Media School Studios. Welcome to the Dark Match Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt Barger and Patrick Carney. What a weekend. Crazy weekend. It was a crazy, Huge. crazy. Huge. Everything that could have happened this weekend did happen. Yeah. And some fantastic announcements. Yeah. How, how was your weekend overall? I worked. I worked. Oh, man. And um, we've got a you lot of migraines going around our household right now, I, which is not good. And we've been to the doctors a lot lately, so that's not yeah, good. Yeah, that's what you told me. God, like, I feel like I live in the doctor's offices <laughs> these days. If, every single time I talk to you, you're like, hey, I'm at the doctor. Hey, I'm at the doctor. Yeah, I had a CAT scan today. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you have like a CAT scan to find Five out if minutes. you were if you were like claustrophobic? No, no. What's good is it's just seriously like a ring. Nice. So so it's not like you're enclosed, but I'm not claustrophobic anyway. I've been in one of those. I have too. I was yeah. in one for like an hour and a half. Yeah, because of my neck. I had one for my leg. I fell asleep. Oh, I would have loved to <laughs> have fallen asleep. Sir, <laughs> don't move. I'm like, they kept on looking at me like, oh, can you bend oh. your leg this way? It's like, my leg is shattered. Oh, no. yeah. You no, have. I can't bend it that way. So first off, I want to say that I'm going to try and, uh, and uh, ingest no ants tonight. So I guess I'm just gonna hold my drink all night and hope. You're that making they don't it sound like off. we're like the biggest pigs in the world. No, it's just we have an ant farm. We we have an ant somewhere problem. in this studio. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's like how did they it's get in here? It's February. And, and why are they only in here? And, and no why other are they in here? Yeah. I would say like we're the only ones in, but we're not dirty. Like no. we don't bring food or drinks in here no, or I anything. I bring a drink and I drink it and I throw it away. Well, maybe you just spill it everywhere. I don't no. Know. Maybe, maybe be a little bit more cautious. Thing. Anyway, anyway. Nope. So really you've been, have you've been back and forth at the doctors. But yeah. I, I feel bad because I've texted you like all weekend. But I think it's safe to say you are like the worst person with, with replying back to texts. Oh, dude. I try. I try. <laughs> you say you try, but. I do. Sometimes I'm <laughs> all right. Like if I see it. If you. If, if I see it. If I don't if you see, see it. it and then Melissa so sees it, and she looks at it, and then doesn't tell me. Then it shows that it's That's looked at. That's a problem. That's a problem. Then I don't know that I had a message. That's a problem. She shouldn't be going through your phone first. Well, I don't care. I got nothing to hide. I know. She thinks I don't either. I do because I was a. I, I wish was a, I had the life right. my wife accuses me of having. I was a jerk when we were younger. Let's just leave it at that. When we were together, yeah, kind of I was a scumbag. No, I was a scumbag, and I'm not now. But she still has that tendency because of when we were younger, way younger. I mean, I'm talking t- 18. Yeah, well, so you know, it is what it is. I got nothing to hide. Well, so th- that's a good quality to have, and I, I'm the same way. My wife asked for my phone. Here you go. I got nothing to hide. Take either. it. Yeah. Go through it all you want. I don't care. Actually, could you um erase some of those emails? <laughs> yeah, like, go through my emails. Like you had like eighteen thousand <laughs> the last time I saw you. Actually, right now, let's see what the numbers at, dude. You don't understand how many I get from this job alone each day. Over a hundred. 
12,374 unread emails. That's ridiculous. Would anybody like to come and spend a day with me going through my emails? We he could do that. He would pay you, probably. But getting into everything, what a fantastic weekend. And not just for all the announcements that happened, all the wrestling that happened, but for two guests of ours, former guests yeah. in particular, that were announced. Big announcements. For big announcements. Huge. Huge. Huge announcements huge. for two of our former guests. And I spoke to one of them via message. I, I texted back and forth with one. I was like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, the same one. I don't think he? it was. What? He? Well, they were both he's. Oh. Yeah. I'm thinking. Who did you think I was texting back and forth with? You were probably texting back and forth with Sonny, right? I, I was texting back and forth yeah, with Sonny. Sonny, I, I sent a message just I, I shot him a text. I was like, hey, congratulations like, hey, yep. on all of your success. Same thing. So, And, and <laughs> I sent it to, to Sammy, too. Yeah. We went back and forth. And like, I even called him out, too. Because at, at the beginning of our shows, we, we kind of do the little commercial spots. Yep. Yep. And the funny thing with Sammy's was he had to put over his YouTube channel. And I like called him out <laughs> for it. I'm like, even when you're talking to people, like you're announced <laughs> as like, the new signee for AEW, you're like, if you don't know who I am, head on over to YouTube. YouTube, check me out at Sammy Guevara. Like he always has to put over his YouTube channel, yep. but it's hilarious. But dude, he responded quickly. Yes, he always does. He's and, always right on it. Like when yeah. he did that crazy maneuver on uh, uh, Lucha, Lucha under, yeah. And I, I just texted him. I was like, "That was badass what you did on Lucha." He's like, "Thanks, man. I really yeah. appreciate it." Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. Like, like I, I shot a him a text. Like dude. I'm just like watching it. Next thing you know. They both come out. I'm like, I, I was kind of upset because, like, Sammy, like, Sonny, when we had him on, he was like, I don't know what 2019 is going to bring me. Like, it could be here, could be. And I'm just, like, playing it in my head. I'm like, did he know? And just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to both of them. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm excited. A huge honor. Because you know how big of fans that I was with uh, both of them before we started doing the show and yourself. Yeah. I so, was a huge fan of Sammy Guevara and Sonny Kiss, and yep. nothing but respect for both of them. And now they have a huge platform. Huge. For people that didn't know of them before this. Oh, they're going to now. They're, they can't And deny I don't know how them. you didn't know about no, either one on. of them before. Like, educate You've been yourself. listening to this show, so you've obviously heard of them. Yeah. Well, I'm... <laughs> But congratulations to everyone yes. that signed with AEW. Hey, I've got a huge announcement, but we're going to save it for the end of the show. And Ooh. that's our tease for the day. Wow. Huge. Like a, 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 wow. Huge. We've dropped like 12 huges right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Like instead of you dropping the usual F-bomb, you, you've dropped huge like 12 well, times. Well, it might have something to do with that there F-bomb. Oh, man. It I, might have something to do with it. it but it's a huge announcement for the end of the show. I, I'm, I'm just as excited as everybody else. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. But moving on with more wrestling, there was a huge, huge. You want to hit me with one? No. Huge. Uh, wow. Huge. Leave me hanging there. Huge title change last night yeah. in Osaka. I'm pissed. Why are you pissed? Because. I I'm excited for it. Tanahashi loses the IWGP Heavyweight Championship to Switchblade Jay White. Okay, that's what you were talking about? Well, I'm yes. not pissed. I love Jay White. Yeah. I love what, what else happened in, in Osaka? That oh, yeah, that's true. That's where it happened. I was, I'm sorry. I, okay, let's You're also going on mention, like two hours of sleep, so I'll give yes, you the benefit of the doubt. Let's mention that I, I'm like a little <laughs> like bit. He's sleeping right now. Yeah, well, but I had to go to the doctor, so I got off work this morning, went and took Braden to school, and Benny took Benny, took Benny with me so they could run around the gym because I take him to the YMCA. That's where yeah. he goes to preschool, you know. And then I came home. Benny wouldn't let me sleep right away. Never. I finally slept for like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. 
That's it. An hour and a half. Had to get up. Had to go to the doctors. Yeah. Had my doctors and then his doctors in the same building right afterwards. Oh, jeez. So we were there for like two and a half hours. Oh, man. Mine was the quick part. Yeah. Except for waiting in the waiting room. Once I got in there, it was quick. It was just I got... You know when you get to the doctors and it's like you walk in and there's one person, you're like, sweet. I didn't have that today. I got to the doctors and there was like no seats. Yeah. Or, I've I've had those experiences. Or like we had to sit in separate areas because there was like one seat here. And, and then like another there. one all the way over there. And luckily we took Braden to the mother-in-laws. Yeah. But we got a huge guest today. We we do. But before we get to that guest, we, we have a little bit more that oh, we do have to cover. That's true. So there Sorry. was another big event. It, you're fine. Again, no need to apologize. You're you're tired. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt once again. But we had Bound for Honor last night. Do yeah. you were you able to catch it? Yeah. Prob- you were some of it. Some of it. Highlights. So not, n- well, well, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I after I watch what I watch of Raw, if I don't fall asleep, which I will probably, I'll watch it this week some point. Well, Before next show, some, I'll have some big it all. some big moments of last night. We won't touch on everything, but I'll I'll touch on the big points. Number one, I, I was convinced this person wanted to kill us first and foremost. Uh, go figure. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, I kind of ran my mouth. I'm, I'll be honest, and I said something on Instagram. We touched on it last week too. Yeah. We touched on it last week. I opened my mouth on Twitter, and uh, unfortunately, she lost the title last night. And Sucks. of course, we're we're talking That's about what Kelly I'm Klein. Upset about. I, I am upset about it as well. But she didn't I, lose it in Japan, though. No, she she didn't lose it in Japan, like you you thought. But it's a switchblade. <laughs> But Mayu Iwatani <laughs> is the new Women of Honor champion. Take That's out Kelly Klein. Mayu Iwatani. Yeah. Congrats, I guess. Congratulations. But my match of the night. I wanted Kelly to win. I wanted Kelly to win, too, for multiple different reasons. Because yeah. I don't want her to be mad at us anymore. No. She's mad at us. I know. It sucks. It, it really does. But we'll, we'll be able to make it up to We'll her. iron it out. We'll, we'll iron it out. We, we we actually have an opportunity to yes. make ends meet. And I'm a smooth talker. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bury the hatchet in hopes, or we I'm good at bribery too. So. <laughs> I, I'll pay her off. <laughs> but my, what was your match of the night? Overall, the card itself was fantastic. But I I, I think you can agree with me because we talked about it before we even started recording. Yeah, my match of the night: PCO and Mark Briscoe. Yeah, that was a damn I good match. I loved that match. Yeah. Loved it. But the the card itself overall, Colt Cabana and, and Zack Sabre Jr. No, oh, yeah. And any match Zack Sabre's in and Colt's in, either guy, it's going to be a good match. Colt's got his comedy, you know? Yeah. And Zack Sabre is Zack Sabre. I mean, he's a bad dude. And then Rocky Romero, Jeff Cobb, too. Another one. Yep. So, Always fantastic match. match. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. I would highly recommend it. Any way that you can get it, go check it out right now. Fight Network. I'm sure you can. There's other ways too. It it sucks to say you can probably go on YouTube and stream it. (laughs) I don't know. It's the world that we live in. They probably shut that down. They probably shut it down too. But speaking of shutting things down, we need to make amends. Last week we had the State of the Union, and I think that this week we need to do the State of Jackson Argus. Yeah. Because we we messed up. We yeah. really did. No, you effed up. I effed up bad. Mm-hmm. I really did. And he called me out on it. And I don't blame him. No, I don't at all. What? You were just as bad. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Hashtag, who does Jackson Argos want to punch in the face? And the answer is me Matt Barger. And you. Yeah, and me too. So <laughs> I'm just as guilty. Sorry, Jackson. So we need to go back. I want to make I, I want to make amends. Yeah. I want to issue at this time a formal apology to Jackson. I made a big boo-boo on a particular episode where we were discussing the turning of 
Jackson on uh, on Jack Pollock. Yeah. And I made a comment about his finishing move in a sense. And I just said, oh, it's a reverse zigzag. Problem was, I don't educate myself and, and call it by the name that it is. It's the brainstorm. Yeah. So I am issuing, I'm calling myself right now a mook. I am a huge mook because I didn't educate myself before I opened up my stupid mouth. Mook. Yeah. Shut up. You're just as bad. <laughs> you didn't even know what move it was. I had to describe it to you. So shut up, you freaking <laughs> mook. But I want to issue a, a formal apology. Dude, come on. It, it's the brain. It, shut up. I told you. That's the only reason why you know. But we're issuing a formal apology right now to Jackson. Sorry, Jackson. And I am, and I'm going to say this on the air. It's being recorded, and you can document it too. I will issue one of us as tribute whenever you're in town and you want to swing by and you feel that one of us need a chest chop. A chopping, a good old chopping. Uh, a good old chopping. You are welcome to stop on by and make us pay for our rude yep. mistake. And that is the only issue that matters it. right now we deserve is it. that we get back on Jackson Argos' good graces. Yep. Jackson, I'm sorry. Jackson, I'm sorry as well. We are terrible. We effed up. But let's get to our interview right now. Let's do it. So on the line with us right now is someone that I was convinced was trolling us and, and was going to rib us the second that she agreed to come on the show. Because unfortunately last week, and we, we talked about it on the show, we talked about it in the open, we didn't want to give anything away at this point, but I was completely convinced that she was just going to tell us to steal a word from you, just F off, and literally just not even call in, like next time don't talk smack about me. So I, I want to start off because I feel like we, we've turned over a new leaf. We, we apologized to one person already. We yep. apologized to Jackson Argos for our, our mistake earlier. Yep. And I feel like I owe you an apology as well. I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I was worked up. I apologize. And, and I said some things that, that I regret uh, in regards to your title and, and your match with Stella Gray. So w will you accept our forgiveness before we start the interview? I will accept it. However, not to discount the, the gravity of what you said. But um, because so many people talk smack about me and to me on social media, you're going to have to remind me what you said. No worries. I, I just said, um, like, I, I posted, like, a congratulations to Stella for getting a, uh, a title match. Um, and she said that she... I forget exactly what the wording was, but it was along the lines of, oh, I, I your shiner? Yeah, I remember giving you a shiner. And I said, yeah, she doesn't forget either, but do her a favor and shine the title and make it nice for her when she's holding it up on Saturday. And, um, yeah, my co-host just, like, dipped down in his chair like, mm, mm -hmm. she's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and, you know, and I wasn't talk. really mad about that because that one was, like, so absurd. <laughs> like, yeah, host. <laughs> Just gotta laugh You're, it off. <laughs> like, oh, they're they're clearly being ironic right now. Wow, damn! Even my talk, like confident even my woman. even my even my yit talk is yeah. like. She's a very confident is, woman. Yes, and, uh, understandably. You know, extremely understandably. <laughs> yep. But at the same point, like my smack talk needs some work. Obviously, yep. it, it's, you're learning. I I, I guess uh, we, we all learn something new every single day. So we we take something. Yeah, and I I love helping. I love to help teach and coach and guide, so I appreciate the opportunity. Well, please teach me the the art of smack talk. I, I would love any advice that you can give me. But if anyone on the on the line right now hasn't realized who our guest is, our, our guest here today is Women of Honor superstar, unfortunately former 
Women of Honor champion. A little, uh, I'm not going to lie, a little upset about that. Bummed. Uh, bummed to say the least. But former Women of Honor champion, we have Kelly Klein on the line. How you doing today, first and foremost? How you feeling after your vicious match last night? <laughs> uh, I am... I had to set my alarm to make sure I was awake for this interview. I am a little worn out. Um, I don't know if you saw Mayu kick me in the head several times. Yes. But I did. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, it, it was not pretty at all. Yeah. It was a very upsetting because we're watching it. Cringeworthy every yeah, time. It was extremely cringeworthy, but at the same point, like, in the back of our minds, we're like, we have her on our show tomorrow. Yeah. Like, hopefully. Please don't <laughs> kick her head yes, into like, the third row like Goldberg <laughs> did to Bret Hart. Yeah. Like, I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God. Like, please be okay for our interview tomorrow. So Right. Like, but, you need to, like, live tweet. Like, hey, can someone please tell her? <laughs> <laughs> like, stop hitting her so hard. She's on our show tomorrow. <laughs> like, go easy. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> we, we do want to take a couple steps back like we do with all of our guests. We want to know exactly what led up to the those headshots last night and what uh, essentially the road that took you down that path to agree to take kicks to the head. But – uh, a couple steps back, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up uh, in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. Ohio. In... Ohio. Yeah. Nice. Well, we're up in Cleveland, so you got our support already. Yes. Yeah. So You what... get that um, that lake, lake, uh, lake effect. Winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, lake effect snow. Lake so. effect sucks. Yeah, it really does. Like, you seven. live in the snow belt, so it's well, worse for you. Yeah. I live by the airport where, like, everything gets plowed immediately, like, the second it touches the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I live See, right I by. grew up, my parents live in an old farmhouse, and it's, it's developed, you know, throughout my lifetime. I remember when I was as, as young and as far back as I can remember when there were only, like, three neighbors around. Wow. And then throughout my lifetime, you know, they built up, you know, a couple, like, houses and... Uh, one little neighborhood, but it's still, you know, kind of out there and it's not next to the airport where it's like necessarily top priority. So it's um, not, that was where I grew up was the old, old farmhouse up on a hill, which was up on another hill. Um, it was the, the only way to get <laughs> to my house was you could go up one side of the street that was up a hill or the other side was down a hill and, and then up a big driveway. So um, we were, we were getting our, you know, we had our work cut out for us. Your winters had to suck. Yeah. Like, if you guys got a lot of snow, because I remember in, like, the old days, like, my mom's car would, this one street, we would have issues getting up the hill sometimes. Like, it would take her a few tries. Like, I, I have those problems now. Like, we have the Metro Parks yeah. by yeah. us, and my wife still kicks me for it because one day <laughs> I was trying to get up a hill, and my car would not go up the hill. Yeah. My car That's literally, scary. like, spun sideways and then started going down the hill yeah. backwards and sideways like yeah. and just spinning and i went home i'm like i'm buying a new car <laughs> like and then i went <laughs> four by four and then i literally just went and bought a new car and like, so i couldn't i couldn't present. take it yeah oh no it's like my next it's like my christmas present for the next like four years oh, yeah. <laughs> when i was really little um i remember because my my mom's you know car would get stuck that we'd, we'd she just have to leave it at the bottom of the driveway and i once had to leave mine at the bottom of the street i couldn't even get up that far um and i think every one of us in my family has had that happen at least once but my mom when she would go to work and my sisters and i were really small she would pull us on a sled up or down either we would have to drive and 
park at the bottom of the hill and she'd pull us on a sled up the hill. And God bless her because just getting up or down the hill on her own had to be a workout. And then on top of that, us on the, on the sled pulling us up or down to, to get us there it was pretty, it was a, it was a good time. I, I Looking back now, I'm like, it was probably less fun for her than it was for me. I was just going to say, like, I would have had a sled or maybe like a family toboggan. Like, yeah. all right, everybody hop in. We're going to go down to our cars now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, they just get like a running start and just like, <laughs> just take the sleds all the way down. And it's like, one of screw those walking. Little, one of those little tow lift things that you can <sighs> hold on to to go up to the hill. Yeah. Like you're at a, like the bunny hill at the ski resort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's time to go to our cars. We like, got getting to your house all planned out for you, Kelly. <laughs> So you, you said that you grew up in like a like a farmhouse. Did you have a farm growing up? Did you uh, kind of have like farm life or anything like that, or was it just the the house that you grew up in? Um, no, it was just the the house. My my parents bought this house when they um, shortly after they got married, and it was at the time like a hundred and fifty year old farmhouse. Also, the property included an old barn which is still there and um, something else still there that's really cool is this old um, year on it. And I can't remember, but it's like, I want to say like early 1900s, like, um, like cinder block and cement garage. So it's it's really cool that the original part of the house is now um, closer to 200 years old. And then there are uh, different portions of the house that throughout that house's history have been added and renovated. And then uh, my parents made some renovations and update, uh, but it's, it's really, you know, really beautiful. I, I love it. I'll, I mean, I'll always love it, but um, so we have, we actually have, you know, the barn is still there, but we never raised animals. Um, I remember when I was young and I somehow got wind about like, 4-H, I don't know where I found out about this, but somehow I found out that that was a thing, and I went to my mom, and I said, Mom, we could get, you know, I could get, I could join this thing, and we could get a lamb, and, you know, I could raise it, and she, and then I said, and I'm going to name it this, and she was like, okay, you've already named it, and she knew, um, she knew what was going to happen, but all she told me was, well, you don't get to keep it when you're done, but she didn't tell me why, oh, but uh, she was like, uh, and you're already attached to this animal that doesn't even exist yet. This is this is not going to be ideal. So we never ended up doing that. And then, you know, as as my life went on, and I kind of found out and learned more about um, the rest of that process. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> like, why that was not a good idea? Like, you're just getting attached <laughs> right. to an animal that eventually is. Going I always to wanted a goat up. after the Adam Sandler movie came out, or the yeah. CD where the talking goat. Like, I always wanted to. I, I always wanted a pig. Pigs too, because a babe. Yeah. I, that movie too, yeah. Well, was there was pig. like a, a friend of ours that lived like um, I met through 4-H as well. So d- don't feel left out. Like I was a part of it too, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was fun, but like I lived in like the suburbs and like it was my parents' way of like, I guess, yeah. making me experience the world. It's like, okay, I, yeah. I live in suburbia where like my neighbor and I can high five with how close our houses yeah. are and mm-hmm. here i am in 4-h like okay like I-, I want a pig it's like okay well where the hell am i gonna keep a pig and yeah so i, I completely understand because like the second you go through 4-h you you don't really comprehend like oh like 
this is the end process that we're going to get to. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was nice of your mom, like, not being like, no, like, they're going to kill it, like, yeah. eventually. Yeah, I remember picturing my yet-to-exist lamb sitting down at the end of the driveway waiting for the ride of whoever was going to come, like, you know, like a little kid, like, sitting there waiting, like, to get picked up to go to camp. That, like, that was, I was like, oh, and, like, I just remember that was just this image that popped in my head, and I've always had of, like, it, like, waiting, sitting there waiting for, to get up, <laughs> go wherever I, it was going to go. I, I could even see, like, the lamb, like, getting, like, a sled, like, tied to it. <laughs> like, that would be your mm-hmm. way of just, like, <laughs> just enjoying the winter time. I, I do have a comparable yeah. story. I had a pet rabbit while I was, like, five or six. Its name was Puffy. Me, me too. Its name was Puffy. And Puffy. I also had a step-great-grandma from Italy that lived next door. One day, Matt went to school came home and puffy oh, was no. missing oh my god Went no next door and guess what my step great grandma tried to feed me goat oh my, puffy. God. oh my god no wonder you're so messed up you, you ate your pet i didn't eat him <laughs> she tra- oh my god oh you need therapy <laughs> so moving on so now it's, <laughs> it's kind of um like now i'm i am vegan and i I still recognize, you know, that through programs like 4-H, there are very positive things that, that people get out of it and positive experiences. But um, overall, there are a lot of a lot of issues that, that I have with it. Yeah. Um, there are other ways to, to learn those, to learn those traits and, um, you know, qualities and get those types of experiences that, um, you know, kids get through that. And they teach you a lot more than uh, us suburban kids really mm-hmm. didn't get growing up at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I I value a lot that 4-H does and the values that they teach. And overall, even today, I haven't been involved in 4-H. My kids have no interest in outdoors whatsoever. <laughs> I'm gonna send yeah. them. I'm gonna send them to 4-H camp and be like, "Hey, go learn something." Minecraft, you can run around outside. Shut up about Minecraft. I don't even want to talk about Minecraft. <laughs> I am so over Minecraft and all those stupid games. Yeah. And my kids would rather watch someone else play a yeah, game. Yeah, they than just play want to watch themselves. other people play games. Yeah, now. like, oh, he's a professional. It's like, like okay, well, yeah. practice and you can become one too. Shut up and stop watching right. them play. So move right. on. Do you do you want to live your life or do you want to live your life watching someone else do it? I mean, yeah. thank not. you. Yeah. Thank like, you. Do you want to have your own dreams or do you want to watch someone else live their dreams? Exactly. It's kind of like watching wrestling and instead of a great transition point. You, would you rather watch wrestling or would you rather become a wrestler? And that kind of brings us to our next point. So you're growing up in Cincinnati, Ohio. You're living in an old farmhouse that's over 100 years old. You got all this land involved. You're involved in 4-H. You unfortunately are told you're not going to get a goat no matter how bad you bag and beg. I'm sorry, a lamb. I wanted a goat. You wanted a goat. She talk. wants a lamb. A yes. talking goat. You get over it. But the ragu on my festival. Moving on. Moving on. We're not going to talk about Puffy either. While we're coming off the rails for a second. Oh, um, we're going to go off the rails a lot. So uh, let's do it. So I just, buckle I just in. Oh, Kelly, go. Clarify that I was not ever actually involved in 4-H at that time. No. Um, but I, I was around it and knew other people involved. Oh, yeah. okay. I understood that. You uh, and just then I looked had into nieces it. and nephews that, that were involved in it. So um, I don't want to go on record saying that I was actively in the program because I was not. Well, you definitely didn't miss out. So <laughs> I, I unfortunately was involved. So mm. I, I got thrown into it to get 
to get cultured and then they tried something else to get me cultured and yeah and now i'm here and now look how you turned out yay yay don't blame 4-h for that i'm not oh no trust me i'm not blaming 4-h i'm blaming something completely entirely different for the way that i turned out it was all the lead paint (laughs) that he ate Did you live under power lines growing up? <laughs> <laughs> but what was your first exposure to wrestling? Because you're growing up in Cincinnati, which is a hotbed for the wrestling community. And you look at all the talent that's even come out of there to this day and just the state of Ohio in general. But what was your first exposure to wrestling? It, it Was it at a young age or was it later on in life? So technically, there are kind of a couple of answers to this. When I was very, very young, I would, I would guess I probably had to be like four or five. Um, I remember sometimes this was, so I grew up, I didn't have cable. My family never had cable. And at the time they still had that, um, the Sunday morning heat show that was on, um, like the public station. It was like right before so, noon. I used to watch it too. Like it would come on like it after was like the cartoons. Herman or something. Yeah. Like after the cartoons before Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Like one, yep. Mm-hmm, yep. After Muppet so, Babies though. Yes. Oh, so good. Have you watched the new get, Muppet Babies? No, not yet, but I, I want to, and I really want a box set of the old Muppet Babies, too. Like, yeah. man, so many adventures. Yeah, uh, so many. Any, anyhow, so my mom would be, like, finishing getting herself and, and maybe my little sister ready for church, and my older sister and sometimes my brother would be downstairs with my dad, you know, just entertaining ourselves so we would turn on the tv and sometimes it would be peewee's playhouse and sometimes there would be you know wrestling on i remember one time my mom coming in and seeing that's what we were watching and she was like no absolutely not and that was that was that and uh, and then it wasn't too long after that i don't think they even showed it anymore so it it wasn't even like you know some some people have the story where i wasn't allowed to watch it but i could sneak and watch it anyway like that wasn't the deal for me um so then i would just be like you'd see the ads for the monster truck rally and then followed by an ad for you know the live event with like ultimate warrior or something so um then my brother was nine years older than me so he was doing high school wrestling when i was five uh my dad was um a wrestler he wrestled for Purdue oh, when wow. um, he was in college. Yeah. Little, little fun fact. Um, pretty cool. So, yeah, my dad was a Boilermaker. He's awesome. Um, and then also, meanwhile, uh, getting a, a degree in chemical engineering and, you know, getting a master's, whatever. Wow. So, um, that's, that's where I come from. Uh, <laughs> my dad's a Boilermaker as well. But, my dad was oh, a wrestling cool. coach that won four national championships as a high school wrestling coach. Uh, so. so where what, what Walsh uh, Jesuit? Um, when was he coaching? Because I bet our dads know each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, from nineteen seventy six until two thousand and seven. Okay, I would almost guarantee. So. Oh, I'm sure. Like I said, my dad. Um, you know, he wrestled and then he coached and he would help coach yeah. for um Saint Saint Xavier High School where my brother wrestled and my brother also went on to coach at Saint Xavier High School and. Uh, they also, my dad would go and he, like, he still to this day goes to all these tournaments and knows all the coaches and does, uh, commentary for one of the little local TV stations that, that broadcasts cool. the, 
That's yeah, cool. It so, is still stays so he knows, involved. Yeah, he knows everybody. Um, he just, uh, like a week or so ago, sent me a picture. He was at Purdue, uh, I think. I think that's what he was at Purdue, I believe, and got a picture with his coaches from when he was wrestling. Um, but anyway, uh, from five years old, I was going to those high school wrestling meets. And uh, not only that, but my brother was coming home from his high school wrestling practice, where, keep in mind, they were 14- and 15-year-olds and learning techniques from a coach. And I, five years old, was coloring <laughs> And he would come home and go, here, let me show you what I learned and put me like in a <laughs> cradle. Let me give you a headlock. So, yeah. yeah. But um, I would always, like my sisters weren't, I guess, as, as scrappy about like fighting back. And I, would, I wouldn't I would be like, oh, stop it. I'd just be like, okay, I'm just going to fight you. <laughs> and um, yeah. again, being five, sometimes I would, I would use some, what some would be considered dirty tactics, but I was evening the playing field. So he always would, you're not allowed to use your nails. Cause I would grab his arm and just dig my little, oh, little razor sharp <laughs> five-year-old fingernails and, um, <laughs> he'd let go. If I could you know, wiggle my way out. Yeah. Like we're not so on a mat. These um, are street rules. Yeah. Again, I see this, no is, this is where I came from. Yeah. Um, yeah. but one of the other cool things about the barn my dad had one of the rooms in the barn had wrestling mats. And so he and my brother could train there. And, um, you know, sometimes they would have some of the other kids would come and train there. And, and he did the same thing for me when I played softball. Uh, sometimes when he would coach me, the whole team would come over and we had enough space in our yard. If we like couldn't get a field or for whatever reason, it worked out just to come. We'd actually have practice, like team practice at our house. Wow, that's insane. Like, yeah. just then, listening to, like, the stories of, like, you turning your barn into, like, a makeshift, like, wrestling factory, yeah. like, you just see Matt's eyes just, no, like, that's bright like up. my childhood. Like, that was, his, that was his childhood. Yeah, I mean, I'm literally named after a wrestling Matt. Yeah. That's why my name is Matt. I mean, if I had a dollar yeah. for every single time you drop that reference uh, yeah. on an episode. Yeah, probably have more than I've put in the cuss jar almost. No, probably not. Oh, yeah, it's like, true. Like, you've had a lot of shows where last you've dropped... Last week I qu- said a lot of F words. Yeah, you dropped a, quite a few <laughs> F-bombs last week. So, like I said, we, we get distracted easily, and we, we see shiny <laughs> things. Okay. And So, who was your first wrestler that you were really drawn to? So, I first actually saw professional wrestling and kind of knew what it was when I was... I think I was... 18, I was singing uh, locally in Cincinnati and I invited some people I worked with at a restaurant to come see my band. And one of the other servers said, I'll come see your band if you get your band to come see me wrestle. So I went, I was like, okay, fine. Like that sounds interesting. And it was like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes from my house. So I went to this live event and it was a Heartland Wrestling Association event. And halfway through I was hooked I just was like fascinated and wanted to get in the ring I wasn't it wasn't like after the first show I was like oh I want to come back again and kept coming back and watching and then decided to do it it was before the first show was over I had gone straight from oh what's this to uh how do I sign up (laughs) wow yeah just like that instant bug Talk about everything yeah. happens for a reason. Yeah. Like, hey, come see my band. Okay, yeah. I'll come see your band if you, you come, come watch, watch me. me wrestle. And it's like, screw the band. Like, I want to do this. Yeah. Like, or the band will wait. Jericho and wrestle and have a band. You know, you can do both. And have a cruise and have a successful yeah. podcast. Right. Yeah. Like, baby! 
Wow. <laughs> Just had to throw that out there, didn't you? So are, are you still involved with your band? I, I Sorry to get off topic, but do you still kind of dabble okay. in music? Um, I'm still involved in music. I'm not involved with that group of people, um, but I've done recorded projects with one of them since then, and I, I've, I went to school for music, and I have done um, professional performances. Um, do you sing? Do you I play have, instruments? Yes. <laughs> All of the above? Primarily, I'm a singer, and then I, I went to school for music education, so I had to learn at least a little bit on every instrument. Oh, wow. uh, but I did uh, grow up, I played clarinet. Um, for a while, so I'm I'm more um, fluent on on things like clarinet and oboe, and uh, like flute recorder and things that have a similar and and then like saxophone would be similar uh, similar read and similar um, sort of fingering pattern. Um, and then I I you know took a lot of like guitar lessons and classes, and um, I know my way you know around piano and keyboards. I'm not like you know it's not my primary instrument, but I can make you know, make some sounds happen. So. Yeah, I, that's insane. That's, like, that's really cool. Like I, I grew up around music myself, but I, I don't have the musical vernacular like you do. And I played the violin for two years. I played the trombone for like seven, and I oh cool. I, I can't pick it up and, I and play it today. Anything. No, I not can't even hot cross buns. I don't think maybe with a recorder. Like I think I can play my school fight song, but it was all in the same position, oh. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like my school was not very creative whatsoever. <laughs> like they made it extremely easy for me. They're like, okay, let's learn the fight song. It's like, oh, this. I'm like, that's all first position. Like that's mm-hmm. simple. I'm like, yeah, let's let's do the fight song. Like, can we play that like all day? So yeah, I played yeah. I, I played trombone for for seven years. Uh, I play bass guitar. Uh, I could never dabble into into guitar, but. I mean, you have like the music repertoire here. You you sing. You, you what's play. your DJ name? That's yeah, my next like, question. Like, are you gonna start doing <laughs> DJ name? Are, are you asking me oh, or her? Yeah. Her? I was oh, like, geez. I mean, she does everything else. I figured she's a DJ too. Yeah, she probably could be. <laughs> she can take my job. Jeez. I guess K K squared is probably taken. What is it? K squared. I like it. I don't know. I haven't heard it, so we're giving it to you. Yeah, you're, you're K-squared now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we're going to advertise you on the show, yeah. too. DJ K-squared. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, taking mm-hmm. a, we're taking a new direction on the show. Yes. Like, we're not going to, like, no. No more People wrestling. People are going to be like, oh, well, who's that? I better listen. Like, she looks familiar. Oh, dang it, it's Kelly. It, it's it's like, oh, it's Kelly night? Klein. You didn't see her at the Grammys yeah. last night? <laughs> She's Did, there instead of Ariana. Ariana yeah. was in the back throwing a temper tantrum, so she came out and tore it up on the turntables. I have no idea what oh, you're wow. talking about. I guess Ariana Grande didn't come because she, they wouldn't let her play the song she wanted to. Uh, I, I was watching Bond for Honor. I heard it on the radio while I was driving. You listen to the radio? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that people did that. Yeah, it was on my way home. I, I just kind of figured that people just, just listen to podcasts. I just trying to not fall asleep. No, nah, I hear you. <laughs> I heard there was a lot of controversy there last night, but we'll touch on that yeah. when we're not on the air. Well, we, yeah, well, maybe when we don't have we do Kelly Klein on the show. line. Maybe if we do a grand. Yeah, when we don't have Kelly yeah. Klein on the line. Yeah. Okay, like, getting back to her. So <laughs> you're involved in all this music. You decide that you're going to go to this wrestling show and pretty much get this bug. Was it at that exact moment that you kind of said, like, this is exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life? Or was it, like, after your first practice at wrestling school? Uh, what kind of steps did you take from there to notice that this is exactly what I want to do. This is my calling. Well, I think that it's um, something that for me, I don't know if I ever like sat down and thought that 
per se. I just kept doing it. <laughs> uh, Very well at that, too. <laughs> thank you. I knew that it was something that was perfect for me in a way that brought together everything I loved about being a softball player and an athlete, as well as everything I loved about being a singer and an actor and a dancer and everything that I did in the arts and performance and entertainment. So I I knew that it was like, oh, okay, this is really, this is really something that I'm excited about and I think I can be good at. And of course, I started training a few months later when I finally like got the right information to talk to the right people and a lot. And um, it, it kicks your butt like in a way that you cannot even understand without actually doing it. No matter what else you've experienced, it's like, just it's like apples and oranges it's just a, it's just different well i can um, say i don't understand but my co-host just had his first match last weekend so he does now understand i, I wouldn't mm. say uh, no i probably I, not to I, the no, extent not to that, that extent. you do because he didn't I, go to like a camp or no school i, I or didn't anything. at all he was like, just trained like I, yeah. I appreciate you trying to put me over, yeah, but, but no. You understand a little bit more I, than I know. Like more on than a I scale would. of like one to a hundred, I probably am at like two percent. Yeah, like I got like a crash course. Like, hey, here's how you're going to survive this match. You're not going to do anything, but we're all just going to kick the living crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, you did. And you're just going to make it good. look good. Oh no, I did that great. Yeah, you did like, really good. Again. Oh no, I took like, I took like <laughs> and, nine shots. And if you can't make it look good, we'll help you. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a segment of when Daniel Bryan was in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, no, they they turned my chest into, into ground beef to say the very yeah. least. Oh. Oh yeah, like nine chest chops, like bare chest, like he even licked his his, his uh palm yeah. at one point. Oh yeah, it was it was um, Madman Fulton. Yeah, it was Madman Fulton. I draw the line. That is where I draw the line. I I couldn't really like I I took a pretty hard elbow right before that, yeah. and. I, you weren't I, drawing any lines, huh? No, I, I was seeing stars. Yeah. Like, I, I pretty much at the wrong time, like, um, I, I'm blanking on the term right now, so I just sound horrible. So that's that 2% coming out right yeah. now. But um, I, I did, I pretty much had him in, like, a, a, a bear hug, yeah. and he connected mm-hmm. with an elbow. Well, his back was, like, covered in sweat. It Like, I trade it to, like, that scene in, like, a Long Came Polly where, like, the guy ew, just goes ew. to... Okay, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. So I Bruh. lifted my head up at, like, at one, like, at the worst possible second. I went to go move my head and adjust it. Yeah, I moved it up to where I connected with his actual elbow. Oh. And I literally just fell backwards. And they're, like, they were even telling me, they're like, open your eyes. I'm like, I don't think I can. I mean, my five-year-old like, was very concerned. He yeah. was scared to death. Yeah. Because no. I brought him. He's like, yeah. is Patrick all right, Dad? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was abyss. It was. Uh, He's the best person. Oh my God, he is yeah, he's a cool dude. like just overall just being in the locker room with him, just mm-hmm. literally just absorbing his wrestling knowledge. Just hearing like, no, we don't want to do that during the match. We want to do this, and here's why we want to do it. And we don't want to not do- in like a condescending way. He's just like he's such a good human. Yes. He really is. And just it, it, being able to say that too, like my first wrestling match, my tag team partner was the was Abyss. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Enough said. Like, I story for life. Well, yeah, you had Abyss and Izzy on your team. Yeah, but Abyss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Izzy Lambert, awesome. Like, he's going to be someone, but Abyss. Yeah. So (laughs) No, that was sweet. Uh, Something that that made me think of, though, too, um, just kind of just talking about, like, what what it's like to wrestle and train, just to put it in perspective that I've, I've 
sort of, it dawned on me recently, um, but it's just something I've just been doing for so long. I will do things like travel and, you know, do these flights, get limited sleep, drive in these long car rides between towns, have two or more resting matches, fly back, and um, again, on not enough sleep. And I will sometimes then land and then go go right into work. And my body hurts and I have all of, you know, all of the effects of everything that I've done to the point where um, you could compare it. I've, I've actually been in car accidents where my body hurts less wow. after yeah. that than, than how I come home. But you don't think about it because it's what you do. It's all part of, it's all part of it. And so when I, when I kind of realized that recently where I was like, I'm calling in and going to work. And I think what, what made me realize it was there were some people that were on a regular basis calling out or calling, you know, in sick or asking to come in late because like whatever ailment. And I was kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm, I'm like doing this and I'm coming in. And unless I told somebody how I was feeling, they wouldn't know any different from the outside perspective. But that's, it's literally like, um, you know, going through a car wreck and then, just going about the rest of your life and just, you just suck it up and move on because that's, you know, that's what, what we signed up for. And I think also just knowing that it's like, it's just cause and effect. So to me, I don't even think about it. It's like, Oh yeah, well I wrestled. So this is just, you know, this is just what happens next. It's not like, Oh, I hurt or I'm sore or tired. It's just, this is what I did. And now this is how I feel, whatever. That's just fast, but you know, you still have to live your life. Yeah. And it's hard to explain, too, because like with myself, like I I was unfortunately I only had enough time with my with my schedule. I I could only train one day a week, but I was going in for three, four hours to go train a night. And it's so weird because like you get done with it, you get beat to hell. And it's like, okay, now I want to go back tomorrow. And like there's so many people like you like you literally like look like you're in pain. It's like, yeah, but I want to go do it again. Like yeah, it's, you're it's limping a, and hunched over. Yeah, but you want to go back. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to go take another bump. Like I want to. I want to learn. Like mm-hmm. I I learned this last night. Now I want to do it. Yeah. So it, it's it, it is it's weird addictive. to do. It it really is. Like I I can't say that I haven't thought about not necessarily getting back into the ring again, but like instituting it and just doing it for fun, or maybe if it becomes something more, who knows? But it it really is yeah. addictive. Like you get this bug, and like yes, it feels like you're in a car wreck in a sense, like a very fun, entertaining car wreck. But at the same <laughs> if point, you do your job right. Yeah, if you do your job right. It, but at the end of the day, like you get done with it, and like you just go back. And like, it was really hard to describe. Like you even asked me, like your son walked up to me, like, how's your chest feel? It's like, I can't even feel it right now. I'm going to feel it in like a half an hour, 45 minutes. But like, I'm so jacked with adrenaline. I can't, I can't feel it. Right. Plus you got all those natural endorphins. (laughs) You you mean Yeah. Like I'll notice these bad bruises or pain like a couple of days later. And I will wrap my brain and really be like, I don't even know how I did that. Oh Yeah. I didn't even notice it. And it, sometimes it's like somebody will see a bruise and I'm like, oh, huh. It's worse I didn't than know they that was there. Like, then they poke it. Yeah. Like, oh, how'd you get that? It's like, I don't know, but now it, it hurts. And I didn't even know it hurt previously, but now I'm going to hit it on everything because you just pointed it out to me. 
So at 18, you decide that you want to get into wrestling school. You, you kind of build from there. And, and I actually got my first exposure to you back in. Now, I apologize. I'm blanking on the year. I'm terrible with years. But I actually saw you for the first time in AIW at Girls Night Out. So that was my first exposure to like you. 2014, I think. Maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was um on the show. We, what, did I wrestle Jenny Rose and Taylor Hendricks? Yes, yes. I was just going to say Taylor Hendricks, but I couldn't remember who the second person was. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So that was my first exposure to you. But what kind of steps did you take from there? Because obviously in Ohio, there there's tons of opportunities for you. But to get to this platform that you're currently on now with, with Women of Honor, what kind of challenges did you find like coming into it, kind of discovering it at the age of 18, deciding here's what I want to do? What what steps did you take to not only elevate yourself to that next level, but eventually grab the eyes of Ring of Honor to become the champion that you are today? Well, one of my um, favorite quotes, and it's super simple, is follow your bliss. And for me, that was that was kind of how it went, where I just kept going in the next day or the next time, and you just keep doing it. And then one day it's like, oh, I've been wrestling for 13 years. Um, you just keep taking the next step and doing the next thing and achieving the next goal and doing what it takes for that. So that was just, you know, I wasn't necessarily thinking all the time about long-term. I mean, that is something that goes into it, but you also just kind of take it one step at a time. And so in 2014, I had gotten an opportunity to start training full-time with Les Thatcher. Um, so my in-ring work and knowledge was improving at a crazy rate just because of the amount of time I was able to spend with him. I, I was just making uh, really big strides there. Understandable. And I, yeah, I mean, it's, if you, if you don't, it's like, okay, what have you been sleeping? <laughs> you, you, while like you that were takes here? more effort. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even then it's like it has, you would have to, yeah. it, it, I feel like it Absorb would just like get something. into your brain. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was absorbing, you know, a lot and I made some, some positive changes to not only my, my physique, but also, um, I think just kind of mentally and emotionally, I had gotten to the point where I had zero tolerance for toxic negative people. And I started, um, I started just removing them from my life and that, that actually made a huge difference. Uh, so you, we can just ping that for the advice uh, when you ask me that later. Um, and then I started being more intentional about trying to network and reach out and you know find new places and new people to work with and uh, continuing to get like more more consistent experience. Um, I'd been, you know, working a lot of different places for years, but um, I just needed more and I, I needed more variety and, you know, more consistency. Uh, so I was uh, really working a lot more, more regularly. And then um, I decided that in that vein, I needed to reach out to every every possible place. Um, I think for a long time, partly because of some of the, uh, maybe more toxic, less positive influences in my earlier part of the career. 
I kind of had this attitude where I'm like, well, if they, if they want me, like they'll, they'll reach out to me or they'll, you know, they'll come and find me, which is not, not reasonable. Like, why should they? There's so many people, um, you know, they don't, any they who, I mean, even independent events, like they don't have to do that. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, sometimes they don't, but the, the general deal is that like, I realized if I wanted to try to have opportunities and see what I could do certain places, I had to be able to say I had at least done everything in my power and controlled all of my controllables. And then if something didn't happen or didn't work out, okay, then I can, you know, reroute or adjust. But I would know that it, it wasn't because I didn't do something. So that was when I started reaching out to um, more places and even places that uh, maybe I'd been in contact with years before, but I knew that I was bringing something different to the table now. And one of the things that I you know, realized I needed to do was go apply and um, participate in a tryout at Ring of Honor. Um, and and I, I did that. And I there were, I think, over 50 people in the group that the tryout seminar that I went to, it was a huge group. And even out of all of those people, I uh, made a, a really um, solid impression and was asked to be introduced as a, as a you know, character and then was asked to come back and have a match. And then they kept asking me back because uh, another piece of advice is every opportunity is a chance to earn, earn the next opportunity. So every time I was there, my goal was, okay, make them have to invite me back again. And that's, that's what I continue to do. Even, even under contract, it's still every single time I have to show this is, this is why I am where I am and why I should be where I am and why I should then, you know, take the next step. And, and, and that's always my goal is, you know, show up and show why I should do the next thing and, you know, more and push it further. No, 100%. And it goes back to the age-old tale that if you leave a lasting impression or even if you leave a good impression, it, it just means that they're going to be that first person that when they have another event or they need that fill-in person, they need that, that star power. Hey, Let's get Kelly Klein. So going back to your previous statement that you made er earlier, uh, you had mentioned that you reached out and you were networking. Now, you had a, a great staff in place with Les Thatcher that is just a, a plethora of knowledge in the wrestling industry. But what were some names of individuals and some people that you reached out to, you networked with, that kind of gave you that knowledge to get you to that next level? What are some conversations that kind of jump out? Yeah, like mentors or uh, even just those conversations with individuals that kind of stand out to you and are, are still to this day those people that you can just give a call to and they'll and, and excuse my language but just kind of put you you know what i'm actually going to steal a page out of your book i'm not going to curse but just kind <laughs> of just kind of get your brain together good job thank you <laughs> we're, go we're going pg um, we're, go we're going with the pg year <laughs> here. yeah we're screwed yeah we totally are um so one of the let's see i guess uh, of course i i am in touch regularly with Les and he's a really big part of my life um and then I have made some really really amazing friends through wrestling um one is 
now known as Jessica Carr, and I I stay in touch with her, um, and we you know both both you know are able to reach out to each other and um, you know be supportive of each other. I wish we could see each other more often than we do, but we still manage to see each other usually a couple times a year, um, and then you know are able to interact on social media and give each other a call or a text and all that. And then uh, another really amazing person is Rachel Ellering. She is definitely someone who, you know, when I said I got rid of toxic people, uh, I'm so glad because that made room for awesome people like her. And, you know, she and I will, will do the same thing or we'll, we'll do the same thing for each other. We'll, we'll, we'll text each other or call each other about, you know, get some perspective or feedback and kind of, you know, talk each other down and, um, or if one of us is like emotional or upset about something, um, the other one can kind of put it in perspective. And then, um, through working with ring of honor, I, I got to, uh, develop relationships with people like Maria Canellis and Steve Carino and uh, Christopher Daniels. And uh, those are people that I, I learned a whole lot from. And um, I still, you know, will touch base with Maria. I, I will touch base with Steve. Um, and, and even if I don't do that, I will always call back to, you know, things that they told me years ago that um, I just need to remind myself and will always be relevant. Um, so those are definitely some of the, the top people. Gangrel is somebody else that I, I got an opportunity to meet and work with and, and attend some of his training. I have trained with Rip Rogers and, you know, he's somebody I've been able to be in touch with different times. And if I'm in the area can go train with, and, um, I love training with different people because, you you just get diff- those different perspectives, and uh, everybody kind of has different experiences, different opinions. Uh, Doctor Tom Pritchard always calls different flavors of ice cream, and uh, so then the more exposure you can get to all those different things, the more well rounded and individual you can become, rather than just trying to be like a carbon copy of one person. Uh, you can pick and choose what works for you, and um, you know, kind of come up with who you are. So that's paying that for the advice question too. Yeah. And, and at the same point, uh, going off of that, I mean, not everyone applies a, a wrist lock the same exact way. That was a hell of a list, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, it really was. It was a and, damn good list. And, and you look at some of the names. I mean, some of those are some that are mentioned on a our valuable show. list. Yeah. Gangrel is one that's been mentioned on our show yeah. numerous of times. Yeah. And, and there's others that are just people that you can easily see. You could call and get a good response from. And a plethora of knowledge at the same yeah. point. Rip Rogers being and one of I them. even I even left some people off my list because I wasn't sure if they wanted me oh, yeah. to throw their names out there. But I've been so fortunate to get the opportunity to work with these amazing people. And and part of the thing is like I don't I don't really believe in luck. The the deal is that I I do the work to um, put myself in these places. And when people see that you're working then they're willing to work with you and invest their time and energy and knowledge in you and um you know that's where all of these really um great leaders and and coaches and teachers you know they they do really good things for the future of the wrestling business by you know when they see somebody who wants to learn they'll be like okay well i can this is where i'll 
put some of my energy and, uh, you know, see, at least give them whatever I can. Um, and, you know, as much as you're, you're starting to talk about Rip there, um, who's quite a character. Oh, um, we've heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's, you know, he has a couple of times gone on record to say some really um, positive things about me and, and my, uh, my work ethic and, um, you know, that, that kind of thing is very significant because these are people who have seen it all and done it all. And like when people like Les Thatcher or Rip Rogers tell you you done good, then it's kind of like, all right, well, they've, you know, they've seen a lot and done a lot. So if they thought that was okay, then that's, that's cool. <laughs> no, that's a hell of an accolade to have, yeah. especially Rip Rogers saying positive things about anything uh, positive, side. anything positive. Yeah. <laughs> but if overall, just positive, and knowing that it's gone on record uh, of him saying that, uh, that's an accolade that you can take to the bank and, and cash it in any time. Mm-hmm. Well, and any time an organization's willing to put a strap around your waist, that's showing that you're doing something mm-hmm. right, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. No, uh, I, I completely agree. I, 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 I just punched my microphone. Myself yeah, you did. Particularly <laughs> by, um, there are a lot of the people that are on my list are people that I know I can trust because people such as Les Thatcher or Rip Rogers, if they don't like something, or as uh, Les has said before, he says that if he thinks something looks like shit, he's going to say it looks like shit. You know, he's just, that's, and that's the same with Rip and, and a lot of these other people. Like, if they're not going to waste their time and energy blowing smoke. Yeah. So I, I can trust in um that if they're saying something to me that they if it, you know if it's positive that it's like oh okay then that's really what they think they're not just saying that just to, to be nice no um, they're straight shooters yeah you know what they say it's it, they're preaching it, it yeah you know they're not and trying I to also, blow smoke like smoke up your ass right. or anything and it's important to me to know as well that I'm surrounded by people who will tell me the things that I need to hear and they will tell me if something wasn't good or I'm not doing something right or something the way I um, maybe could benefit more from. And that's so invaluable. And that's paying that for advice. I mean, you've got to surround yourself by people who will be honest and be constructive um, and who you can trust because I... I would not be where I am today if I didn't tell, if I didn't have people who are willing to tell me the truth about certain things, but in a positive way and offer positive solutions. Um, and then the flip side of it is removing the toxic people to where I had somebody like Maria Canellis when I was feeling insecure about my body. And she said, you know, no, you you are built the way you are built and you have to make that body the best, you know, that it is. Don't try to force yourself into a mold to look like this other girl because that's not who you are. And that's you, you're going to be your best when you really, you know, are yourself and you're not trying to worry so much about being like someone else or looking like someone else. And, um, so that was somebody who, who told me a truth that I needed to hear in a, in a really positive way. Yeah. And you hear all these horror stories constantly from 
all these different wrestling companies and and training centers where they're they're simply just taking these people's money. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're do you're doing great. Like, no, like if mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay you money, like, like tell me straight, like, hey, that looks like crap. You should try doing it this way. But, oh yeah, yeah, no, that that was a good drill. Like that was really good. Like, do you have that fifty dollars right, like, you owe me for this week? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Be honest with me. If I'm doing it wrong, tell me how to do it right. And that's why I, I applaud you going to all these different seminars. Because yes, there are. The, it, it's kind of like Baskin Robbins. There's 31 different flavors to do a wrist lock. No mm-hmm. one does it the same exact way. Here, here's this person why they do it this way. Here's the reason why they do it that way. And then you can kind of cater yourself. And I, I think you made a great point where you don't want to be a carbon copy of someone, but you want to take all these different pieces of all these other people. And put it into kind of your, I guess you could say, like your own little like, like ice cream sundae. Just going off of the uh, yeah, analogy yeah, yeah. that we've used, like, and you just build right. your own ice cream sundae, uh, and that's Kelly Klein. Her blizzard. Her How about blizzard. we do that? Ooh, now you now you're making Cincinnati. me hungry, man. It's her skyline chili, <laughs> all the different ingredients. Oh, oh yeah. I have one right by my house. Do you really? Yeah. I didn't even know they were right all the way up exit. here. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, there's, there's one I think that's like as far south as Lexington. Yeah, there's like a, a couple that are yeah, here one and there. Stuff. <laughs> one in stuff. One in stuff. Man, it's got a drive-through too. I think. Oh man. Ah. Uh. Now I'm all hungry. I want I want chili and I want a blizzard. What a yeah, combo. Blizzards are so yummy. They have snickerdoodle cookie dough right now. It is so good. You're not talking my language right now. Oh, I'm not a so snickerdoodle yummy. fan. Oh, I love but, any cookie dough. Do you dislike cinnamon? I, I, I like cinnamon, but I, I don't like snickerdoodle. Do you like cinnamon? Kelly? Yeah, what's that? Have you tried the yes, have you what's tried your the, problem with snickerdoodle? Have you, I'm I've not, never I, I'm how about the churros? Okay. I got another She hasn't one. moved on from this. Hold on. All right. So my thing I is just gotta wrap my head around this. Uh, my thing is I ate so many growing up. It's kinda like uh, there there's two things that I ate so much growing up. I, I ate snickerdoodles all the time. And mm-hmm. do you ever try those um like the twisty Fritos, like the chili cheese twisty Fritos. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love them. I, I, I like I love them now, but there was the longest time in my life where I could not eat them because that was like all my freaking diet was. Yeah, and I, I just, did that with ramen for a while. So I couldn't eat it. I'm sure if I had a snickerdoodle oh, today, yeah. yeah, like I've I've been there. Yeah, like in college, <laughs> now like, yeah, I can eat it. Again. I never wanted to touch the shit. I can eat like, chili ramen, but I don't know. Sometimes chicken, I just can't do it. I, so. I can do the beef. The like, beef ones, the are, Oriental's really good. But I too. ate a lot of chicken. The Oriental one's good, but the, the hot chili is the bomb. Yeah, I, I okay. Yeah. But here's the other one, cinnamon. They have a cinnamon toast crunch churro cereal. That sounds amazing. It <laughs> is the bomb. Yeah. I'm sure if I ate a snickerdoodle today, I'd probably like it. I, I'm gonna post that too. I'll I'll send I'll send Kelly a, a video of me eating a snickerdoodle Thank and you. apologizing. That's I'm sorry. Blizzard. <laughs> apologizing again. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I that's go all this is. so much cinnamon. <laughs> I eat a ton of cinnamon every day. Um, it's very good for you. So I love cinnamon. I just yeah, I ate too. so many snickerdoodles that I just I can't do it. I, I mean, I'm to sure be I... fair, there's probably more um, nutritionally viable ways to get your cinnamon than eating a snickerdoodle. So I'm not like trying to push <laughs> snickerdoodles on you. So would you do like cinnamon in a capsule? Is that how you would do it? Or how, I mean, no, I actually put. Um, 
I put cinnamon in my breakfast bowl that I eat every morning. Like oatmeal? It's a, it's oat bran, hemp seeds, chia seeds, ground flax seed, coconut flakes, coconut oil. Uh, then I put some rice protein and pea protein in it as well. Um, I'll put a little bit of stevia in it, and then I will put cinnamon in it. Um, then do the boiling water, and then I will top it with um, usually like mixed berries or you know banana, or apples, something like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm it so, is. Amazing. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> but like even that, like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning. My wife's gonna ask me like. What the hell happened? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, what are you eating? Like, why aren't you having your usual like, like fattening muffins? Or why something are you like sleeping that? on the couch with your fingers in a French in the French onion dip? Like, no, no, <laughs> well, never. Happen. So just super easy. I for me, I do a third cup of the oat bran, and then everything else uh, except for the stevia, I do two tablespoons Ooh. each. So with the protein powder, I do one tablespoon of rice protein and one tablespoon of pea protein because I, I like to mix the two, um, but just two two tablespoons of protein total. And then the cinnamon, I just eyeball it. I just like unscrew the cap and dump it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I, I have no problems with cinnamon, but I'm going to have to send a video of me eating a snickerdoodle. Like we'll go after this. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the store. We'll get a Snickerdoodle, and I'll I'll take a video of it. And okay, looking forward. Like and then I'll just spit it out. Like no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never do that. Who knows? Maybe you'll like it again. And maybe I'll love it again. Who yeah, knows? But like, like now I remember. But how horrible would it be? Like where I'm like, hey, like, hey, Kelly Klein, I'm gonna go get a Snickerdoodle. I take a bite of it and <laughs> I just spit it out. Like these are. <laughs> These are terrible. We realize you're highly allergic she, to she's it. Not now. Gonna just like, make sure that you right. Just make sure that you keep recording because you don't want to. If if that is what happens after, you know, you don't want to miss that. Yeah, you might be viral. You might go viral after this. Yeah, exactly. Like she's just people like you know real raw emotion. <laughs> like the video of that uh, that woman eating the uh, habanero pepper. <laughs> You ever see that one? No, but I I oh tricked somebody. God. I tricked Eli here and put I put hot sauce in a jelly donut. Oh, and, you are so bad. And recorded you were terrible. It, and recorded him eating the whole donut. Oh my god! And I put it on the opposite end. I handed it to him the other way, so he sat there and ate the whole thing. And then, and then he got to the hot at the end. And was like, what the? Yeah, yeah. he doesn't like hot uh, stuff. There's this lady that like made like a viral video. Where she tried like one of the habanero ghost peppers or something like that, oh, geez. and she literally loses it, like literally cannot contain herself, can't even function, like loses all functionality of her body, like oh just my goodness, freaks. she had to have done a ghost pepper then. Oh yeah, the no, habaneros like, are <laughs> like just literally like she's pouring water on herself, huh. like she's got a gallon of water, she just pours all <laughs> like I will, I'll tag you both in it. It is hilarious. She like jumps into a lake. Okay. Oh yeah. Like it. she just like starts chugging milk. She's like, it's not working. Like it's it's terrible. I love hot peppers. No, I'm gonna. I'll do that video. I'll get a snickerdoodle and I will record myself. And whether I like it or not. We either have a fan for life or we are yeah. going to have the first guest that ever blocks us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like she's just going to get blocked. I like, mean, I, I, I don't even know when the last time I had a snickerdoodle. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I'm putting my foot down about this, honestly. I think it was just cinnamon in general. Yeah. Like you thought. I, yeah, I think that's where I was just like, it's like I'm not eating 
snickerdoodles for I'm vegan and gluten free. So to find a vegan and gluten free snickerdoodle, like I would totally go for it. But it's just like they're not like readily available. Yeah, we'll um, make you some and send them to you. We but it's just it was just the principle of it. We're like where I was just like, well, what? What's offensive to you about the snickerdoodles? Like, why no snickerdoodles? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, even I mean, the names of cool. all things. I, I, you're gonna hate me for this. Like, I get so much slack for this. I hate, hate thin mint Girl Scout cookies. What? Yes. All right, I, I quit. Yeah, Matt's Ooh. gone. Yeah, and them are fighting words, man. I know. Yeah. I'm that's... sorry. I, I don't like mint and chocolate. I don't. Never have. I don't like. I think it has to do going back to previous. You memories. don't like Andy's mints. No, I don't. I like, was gonna say. Did, how do you, you end like a meal? La Rosa's restaurant too much. No, my sister like growing up. Her favorite candies were York peppermint patties. Oh, and, I don't like those. And um, what were they? Um, uh, snow like uh, Junior Mints. Junior Mints. I don't thank like you. either one of those. My sister like jabbed Whoa. them down our th- like, oh. and we always had like Junior Mints are gross. Like chocolate, like what Yours was it? Mint chocolate bad. chip ice cream was always in the house. Like yeah, nothing see, else. I like, I, like well, I, I loved, I loved mint chocolate chip ice cream as a kid, and then I also loved peppermint stick ice cream. Yeah, that's a good one too. I was always the weird kid. I, I was like strawberry. wait all year, like peppermint bark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you guys finish this interview since I'm like the most hated man in America I say we America just all right stop now. and go to you Dairy go Queen now. You go get your cookie. You go get my We're going to talk about ice cream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. I, I'm never, I'm never going to go. My favorite kind of ice cream is any cookie dough. Boom. Conversation oh. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any cookie dough. I like cookie dough. I was also a big cherry cordial. Ooh. See, we yeah. are up here, we have, we're spoiled with a candy store called Mally's, and they mm. make chocolate-covered okay. strawberries and chocolate-covered grapes that are to kill for. Yes. Oh, Literally. wow. Oh, I'll kill somebody. The grapes especially because they're cho- very you hard to get. chocolate-covered grapes? Yes. Yes. They're amazing. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Like you would kill someone for them, and they used to make them like for like Valentine's Day, Mother's they do. Day, Father's I, I, Day. I got some. They only make them for Valentine's Day now. Yeah. So and I, they fly uh, off the shelves. Yeah, and they're gone immediately. Yeah. Like if you don't go wow. there when they first come out, they're gone. Yeah, and, and, then, you're, and then you're just pissed off and jealous of the person that got them. And you can't hide them because like you can't have no, them. No, you just got anywhere. Scarf them down because you have to keep them in the fridge or else they go bad. But at the same point, like you just have them readily available. It's like, oh, well, I kind of want some. And then yeah. you're like giving like your significant other yeah. like a holiday four pack or something. Yeah. And I like their <laughs> chocolate covered potato chips they have are amazing too. Oh, uh, the that, sweet so and salty. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really good. My mom always would order however many packs of thin mint cookies because that was what my dad liked but she would like hide them in different places and then kind of ration them out so that he wouldn't eat them all and then they'd be like gone by yeah. june it's a good <laughs> yeah. idea so because like, they would get we, eaten we fast to, if i had every box just laying at my disposal the worst in my house is my is my youngest daughter scarlet she's terrible like she can she's like a She's like a damn. She like, hunts him out. Oh my god, she's like a bloodhound, man. <laughs> she like she knows like you know how like when a dog like hears a cheese wrapper open, like mm-hmm. she knows when like a chip bag has been That's opened. How is. No matter where it was, like we had the Royal Rumble party. Yeah, yeah. Like she was upstairs on her iPad the second you guys opened up like the yeah. salt and vinegar chips. She's like down the stairs, like, "Hey, how you guys doing?" Yeah, and she like, wanted someone. And she yeah. just sat there and chowed down on yeah. it for a while. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, she is like cookie wrappers, anything, any type of wrapper opens, 
She's like a damn bloodhound. She just shows she's like, up. She's like, hey, how you doing? There's like a poof and there You don't even is. hear her coming down the stairs. It's like she levitated down the she stairs. She's a vampire, <laughs> do you think? Yeah, she probably is. She just she, poofs in and out? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, she can make a chip bag poof and disappear <laughs> like no other. And uh, I'm so jealous because the kid's like a freaking twig, too. Yeah, well, you're... Yeah. You're, Wait until the metabolism kicks in. Wait until the metabolism yeah. slows down. Yeah, just look at me. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about food right now, and I've gained 15 pounds just talking to you two, talking about ice cream and snacks and, and everything. chips and Mally's. And I've most been pe- eating this entire interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone else has either logged off or they've gone on to Mally's website. So attention, Mally's, because yes. of all the exposure we, we just we gave you. We three with, like, some payments yeah. here. So send make us your, some junk we have some grapes. of those grapes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> send us the grapes. You don't have to send us like. No, nope. rev- we don't want money. We just want no. Just send us grapes. the grapes, like in the off season too. Maybe slip a fifty in there. Yeah, if you're feeling, if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a couple more questions for you. So we obviously touched on what you like to eat outside yeah. of the ring and how you keep yourself in shape for your next your next competition. But what do you find yourself doing outside of, of the wrestling ring? We, you're very musically inclined, but. What are some of your hobbies? Do you enjoy, like, sports? Do you enjoy... We know you like music. We, we know you love music as well, but what, mm-hmm. what do you find yourself doing? What do you kind of do to do you unwind? Go to concerts? Well, as far as sports, um, when we were talking before about, like, do you want to watch something or do you want to do something, I, ever since I was younger, I didn't ever tend to watch sports a lot because I was, it would make me antsy. I'd be like, I want to play. I want to do it. Especially like, I, I really love baseball, but I have a hard time. I watch that more just because I would actually like watch it, like to study a player. And I would watch stuff with my dad. He's like, Hey, come here, watch this hitter or, you know, watch this guy, this base runner. And, um, so I would watch it in that way. Uh, and then going to live, games uh things like that is, is a whole different thing like that's more interactive just the same as like watching wrestling on tv is different than going to a live event so everybody get your tickets um <laughs> exactly. but so i um so as far as like sports go i'm not you know necessarily like following sports but um i am a full-time preschool music teacher currently wow who would th- so when I said that? I would like wrestle all weekend and then fly in and then go to work, I would <laughs> get off the plane and then drive to the preschool and wow, go that's teach cool. That is that's really cool. cool. You learn something new every single yeah. day. I would have not <laughs> thought that would have been your profession. Like just think of like all these kids like growing up like in in preschool and. Like later on in life, like they they get sucked into the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. It's like that's Wait my preschool teacher. Yeah. She taught me. Right, like, we did the letter people, and here she is, like kicking the crap out of this. She's dude. such a sweet person, and she's beating the hell out of that girl yeah. right now. Exactly. Like that's funny. Oh man, that'd that's be cool. great. That's cool. That'd be yeah. Great. I wrote a I wrote a song for my class um, that we sing during circle time before we start working on our shapes. Can we hear it? And of course. You have there's choreography too, but um, I'll I'll send you the the video for that nice. later. Um, okay, I'm a, my voice is a little shot because I um, did karaoke last night with a little. Anyway, by the okay. way, yes, you did an awesome job at Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> that was after I had already lost my voice, and then that came on. I was like, oh my god! And then the 
and C like sees me and runs over with the microphone. I'm like, well, all right. Time to go. Yes, we're doing this. <laughs> um, all right. Everybody, these are my shapes. Line, 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 triangle, 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 square, 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 circle, 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 oval, oval. These are my shapes. These are my shapes. That was perfect. Awesome. I'm going to be singing that on the way awesome. home, and I'm going to teach it to my kids. Yeah, I mean, I've got Good. a two-and-a-half-year-old yeah, and, and a four-year-old. Like, so. Yeah, the teachers and the parents are always like, my kid sings it all the time, or the other teachers will hear me sing it when they're going down the hall, and they'll be like, I just I woke up and I found myself humming that song. I'm like, I know it's catchy. It's a good It is. I'm singing it in my head right um, now. And things when we look at the individual shapes to help the kids because I've got two year olds, so they're really like kind of learning to identify Little sponges and stuff. Though they are, oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. So I'll tell them round and around and a circle. So if they're looking at a shape and they're having trouble, then I'll start you know round and around and and then they'll say circle. So they'll remember that and I'll give them. So it's just these little like kind of um, trigger cues, and then I do short, long, short, long, and they say rectangle. That's um, a good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah, like my two-year-old know hexagon and rhombus. Wow, wow. I don't even know a hexagon. So, what the hell is a rhombus? I yeah, what is know, a rhombus? Right. Like some of the parents came in, they're like, "What's this one?" I'm like, oh, here. What <laughs> like, is a rhombus? Amazing. Let me let me teach you a let me teach you a song. <laughs> so everybody sit down um, parents at the little in a I do for rhombus I do one two three four points because it is a four-sided four-corner shape maybe more commonly known as a diamond shape but two acute angles and two obtuse angles Ooh, hmm. I know what you're talking about now but yeah so I, I tell them like remember. yeah for square I'll tell them one two three four square and then for the rhombus, it's still because we'll count the size, but then it has that pointier angle. So we'll do yeah. one, two, three, four point, and I'll do that. You know, for the triangle, we we talk about the that it's got that you know pointy angle to kind of help them. But that's perfect. I mean, they're amazing. They'll do it like on their own time. We'll be doing some activity, and then they'll run over to the shape wall and go, "Head it on, rhombus!" Yes. I, and they get wow. so excited when they get right. That's what's cool. Like yeah. I, I used to, I mean, before I even had kids, I coached youth wrestling because of my dad and everything. Mm-hmm. And just when those kids would learn something and when they would go and wrestle and they would win their first match, the look oh, on their yeah. face when they would come back to you off of the mat and they would be so happy that they finally got their arm raised. That made, I mean, that, that would make my day. And when it was yeah, happening more than once on, on a day because you had more than one kid win their first match. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great feeling. That's awesome. So, so fulfilling. Yeah. So, so you, uh, that's awesome. That is. I, I'm I'm humming the song in my head right now, so I'm getting distracted. Like he can't yeah, wait till this is exactly. like we're done, so we can play it to our kids. Yeah. I'm literally singing <laughs> in my head right now. So we do have a couple more questions. We we've taken a lot of your time, and we yeah, yeah. truly appreciate you. Thank uh, you, for especially it to needing us. Uh, needing your energy to not only go to wrestling practice, but also to teach our, our minds of tomorrow in a sense. And I, I have four of them myself, so I know how much energy they truly take. Yeah. So thank you so yeah. much. 
So we have a couple more questions for you. So now with Ring of Honor and, and everything else that's going on in the wrestling world that we discuss uh, on a weekly basis, first and foremost, where do you see yourself going? I'm thinking Jeez. I'll win the women's championship. I, I think I, I think that too. I think so. I, I'm going to go back yeah, in the I way see, back machine to I see that in your future. I see that in your future. But so where the do, past will repeat itself. <laughs> obviously. So where, what goals do you have set for yourself in 2019, not only professionally, but also personally as well? What would you like to see accomplished in 2019 for yourself? I want to, boy, I, I always say um, vague, sort of like vague goals yield vague results. So I, but some of my goals are, are fairly broad. Um, I have been working very hard particularly since I came back from Japan in the fall um, to, to train and to just elevate my, my work and evolve myself again. And I really want to continue the momentum with that. So uh, you will be seeing some of my, um, everything about me, I am really working on improving and streamlining all the time. So you'll, you're going to start to see, some of that uh, evolution occur, and um, I I want to go back, and I'm hoping I can go back to the coach that I had before. Um, but I I had been doing a little bit of boxing last year, and uh, because of where I live now, I was I was not, and then you know with my preschool teaching job and everything, um, I wasn't able to find a new boxing gym. So I, I want to um, do that again because that's one of, it's such a, a great workout and experience, but it's also something that I feel really helps me in the ring. Um, and I, that's the kind of thing, like I like finding other things outside of wrestling, just like any other professional athlete. Like, you know, you hear about the, um, the football players and baseball players doing like ballet or yoga or gymnastics, you know, um, I think PCO talked in an interview about doing gymnastics and, and getting, you know, so much out of that that helped them in wrestling. So, um, he that's mentioned the kind it on our interview, wanna... too. Yes, he did. Yeah. He, he's been he's, a previous man, guest. He's something. He's an awesome <laughs> dude. Love PCO. Yeah. But that's, you know, just uh, that's the kind of stuff that I want to, I've done in the past and I want to refocus on that. So, um, going back to boxing and I, last not this last time but the prior time that I went to Japan I uh, started working on some tumbling and I that's something that I would like to uh, focus on more um, not necessarily to use it in wrestling but just um, going through that process will be something that will benefit me as a person and an athlete um, and I think will really inform just the way I move in the ring. And, um, you know, I, I think it'll improve my agility and, and things like that. And my, my own um, body awareness and spatial awareness and timing and everything. So um, I'm definitely going to be uh, refocusing on all of, all of those types of things that, that can keep propelling me forward. Yeah, and it's only a matter of time before that happens as well. Now, yeah. I, I do have one more question for myself. Now, we have two final questions. For and you. I have one quick favor, too, which is really easy. Mine's easy. 
because my five-year-old, well, my four-year-old is going to be five on Wednesday. And if you could just tell him happy birthday. His name is Brayden. Happy birthday, Brayden. There you go. go. There you go. He'll now, be happy. Awesome. He just it, went to his first show last weekend. Yeah, so. and I'm his favorite wrestler, apparently. I was trying to put someone else over, and I was like, who's your favorite wrestler? And he just like, you, Uncle Patrick. I'm like, shit. That backfired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had, like, one of the guys, like, standing next to me. I'm like, oh, he, like, loves you. And then here's- He was cheering for him all night. Yeah, and then he was he cheering says, for him. And then Uncle Patrick. Me right in front of him. He's like, you. I'm like, <laughs> well, you can go in the back and get changed now. I guess uh, you didn't need to leave your gear on. <laughs> so, Kids are great. <laughs> Oh man! They'll just they, tell you. Oh yeah, like my, my, my if if you're ever like not sure if you're wearing your glasses or not today, just go stand in front of a two year old and they will tell you. Like, <laughs> like never they're, fails every day. Quick. They'll tell me, Miss Kelly, you're you you're wearing your glasses. I'm like, yep. And then the next day, Miss Kelly, no glasses. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, yeah, they they don't understand contacts. Like no. they're in my eye today. What? Your eye, what? Right. Like, my daughter. A couple of them do because they'll they'll realize, like, okay, my mommy or daddy has that. But a lot of them are just like, where's your glasses? Yeah, like kids Or one one little girl told me, Miss Kelly, why do you look sweaty? I'm like, wow. I don't know. Because I just whooped some chick's ass last night. That's why. I kicked the crap out of this girl (laughs) and I punched her in the face. They'll just say whatever. Your your mom. Yeah, they don't have filters. That's for sure. Children have no filters. And they don't care if they hurt your feelings because they don't understand them. It literally doesn't matter what we do. Like, I'll look at my daughter. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I say it. Like, look, you can't tell mommy about this. Like, it doesn't matter. She'll walk into the house. Like, daddy got us McDonald's. It's like. Shit. Dude, Great. I got a worse one. Every time the Sonia Bello commercial comes on, tell me you know what the Sonia Bello commercial is. I have no idea what it's it is. It's this one where it's like they can help you lose weight and it shows like overweight people. Braden used to go, Mommy. Oh God. <gasps> All oh, the time. Oh my God. And like that's she's conscious about herself as it is. And she's not a big girl no. at all. But he was so mean. She's Every not time. even big. Only the Sonya Bella commercials. Every wow. time. Brayden. To the point where she'd be like, Brayden, your commercial's on. <gasps> Mommy! Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> well, Kelly Klein's going to take back her birthday announcement right now. <laughs> yeah. She, he's she's going to read it on He's nicer that. now. He's nicer now. When he oh, was no, he's two, a sweetheart. When he was two, like Benny, he was a little bit rougher. Yeah, and then there's my the three-year-old that won't keep clothes on, thinks he's Captain Underpants. Yeah. <laughs> continues to oh, try how old is he? Oh, he's three. Hey, we just got Benny Yeah, potty I've got a bunch of my students that have been like, it like will be like, well, we had a good day. Everybody kept their pants on today. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah no like, that's streakers. a thing. That's a big thing. My kid's like yeah. in that phase where like if company's over, like he has to announce to you that I'm wearing clothes. So he's like, look, clothes. Yeah. We're like, and like everyone just kind of looks at us like, yeah, you're wearing clothes. We're like. No, you don't understand how big of an accomplishment that is. Right, this is a thing. It's like, a big deal. Mo- like, he, he has a shirt that says, just be glad I'm wearing pants. <laughs> like, he's three. Yeah, that's and awesome. He, that's a shirt that he has. It is, it's so true. Like, we we oh, have man. to tell them, all, you know, and it's, I'm going, hey, man, I, I get it. I understand. You don't want to wear any pants right now. Like, <laughs> But we keep our pants on at school. It's a lot more comfortable <laughs> without them. It really is. Yeah, but, and like, we've had a, we've you're had public. a big... Um, a big thing recently where all the kids in our class are just kissing everybody. Oh. <laughs> We've been having a kissing problem, which we're like, oh. well, it's sweet. Like, they're all, like, 
being friends, but we can't have that. No. No. So That's how you get like, hand, foot, okay, and mouth no. going around. Yeah. Uh, and then right now, I've I've been hearing, like, strep is going around. So yeah, we're just like, yeah. you know, we, we're thrilled that you guys are being sweet to each other, but, like... Hit the rock. <laughs> okay. Don't, so don't kiss. We're like, kisses are for mommies and daddies. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you can kiss your mommy and daddy at home, and then yeah. they'll, they'll sometimes they'll snipe the teachers when we're, like, trying to help them with their shoes or their diaper and then they'll like get you and you're like ah <laughs> no <laughs> like get away <laughs> like don't touch me well uh, one final question from myself and I, oh yeah you do Go yes ahead. i do That's obviously right. and then i'll, I I'll turn things up you. you did you you didn't steal my moment but i, I tried you tried. You, you put yourself over for a second. But we had a fun conversation building from there. We did. But now you've been all over the place. You, you've been in multiple different promotions. You've, been, you've wrestled in other countries. You've wrestled on other continents. So here's our opportunity. And we like to ask uh, all of our guests this. There are individuals that are out there that might not be getting the notoriety. You've probably heard of them. You probably haven't. But out of all those individuals that you've worked, whether you've worked with them in the ring or you've worked with them behind the scenes, who are some individuals that you've experience that you feel need to be put over right now those next rising stars or those names that you're going to hear about in no time oh my goodness right now there are so many uh there's so many people that are training and and going out and working um and then there are people that are you know continuing to work that have been working for years and years and are still out there contributing um and and it's like it's so crazy because it just there was a time where there wasn't such a huge pool of talent um but i guess uh, two two women that popped into my mind were aja Pereira, who is um i think in the atlanta area right now and madison miles who is in nova scotia um both are uh some really really talented young women who are are working so hard and um you know for people who aren't familiar with them you need to you know check them out because they're they are um they're putting in putting in the work those are some big names too yeah so we've definitely heard of some of them and i I mean just giving them the platform right now just kind of putting them over and there are people, and I'm sure you want to put over hundreds of people right now. And yeah, it's so uh, hard. I could just sit here and list people. Yeah. I'm like, oh. like you, you just got like put on a blacklist with some people. Like you had an opportunity to put me over, and you didn't. So <laughs> uh, we only asked for two. So yes. So anyone else? She she mentioned like 400, but we had to edit it down for for yeah. timing purposes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> But is she put you over? I promise. Yeah. We just had to edit it out. Yeah, so. definitely. If you think you were put over, she said your name. Yes, she did. We just had to edit it out because yeah. we only have so much time allotted for this show. Yeah. But we we do have one final question. We hope that you have. I, I know she does. I I, I, I think feel. she does. But there's been times where we've been duped. I know. Like we think like we got like a great one. No like yeah, she she has to have one. He has to have one. I just feel like and then who it's her like connections are. And who she knows. I, I think a two-year-old has probably pulled one on and her, too. I'm hoping that maybe that's where it's going to so go. So we yeah. have one final question. Matt's going to take it away <laughs> right now. All right. So we're big goofballs, obviously. So we always ask, what is your best rib story? Whether it's a rib that's happened to you, one that you've done to somebody else, or one that you've heard done to somebody. I will, I will kind of, like, forget these things that happen in wrestling sometimes because 
there, it's like they would be significant to people who aren't in wrestling, but because it just kind of becomes normal, like I, it's like not at the forefront of my mind. It's something, you know, but I know there's been times where I'm like, Oh, that would be actually be something that people would find interesting. And then oh. a you situation like this, down. you could make a book. Yeah. Yeah. You know that? And then there's situations like this where, like, every single moment that you've ever experienced, like, here's your opportunity. It's like, New York Times bestseller. Shoot, where's my client. book? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like, the, the, ribs the ribs of you, the ribs of you and me, like, the <laughs> Kelly Klein story, just like everything that's ever happened. Whether, <laughs> and then, like, each chapter can be like, like two Just year thank olds us in the book. That's all we ask. Uh, two year olds and strep throat. Yeah. Like that could be a chapter. <laughs> yeah, that that is the truth. Because they'll they'll come up and hug you and go, "I have trap." Go, you you have what? Trap. Trap. Wait a minute. Strep? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Peeling them off of you. Like, My mommy says I have right. rice. It's like what? <laughs> oh yeah, right. no. <laughs> Hopefully not. Or one came in and hugged me and said. I threw up. Oh, like just now out in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, hey, your mom yeah, just drove okay. off. Yeah. <laughs> right, I, that's so the like, worst Bye. parents. The ones that bring their kids to co- to daycare and school sick. It's like, come on. I understand it, you have to go to work. Time out. Time, but time out. Time out. Time out. And going back to you're that little, guy, aren't you? No, I'm not. But. It, oh, you're getting pretty defensive. I, I am getting defensive because <laughs> there are numerous times Scarlett is a huge culprit of this where she fakes sick. I'm not talking about the fakers. I'm talking about the ones that get everybody oh, if, else sick. Like, if my kid, if she's throwing up, no, she's not going to school. If she throws up in the parking lot, no, I'm taking her home. Dude, I put my kids into a daycare last year for six months. How long were they sick, Patrick? Oh, God, every day. The entire freaking time they were there. Yeah. It's disgusting. Like as soon our, as we pulled them out, not as bad as they were. I mean, they still <laughs> get sick because they're kids, but not hand, foot, and mouth and stuff. Yeah. That was the worst. Yeah. that There, there was, like, that huge Poor, outbreak ugh. that happened up near us. There was uh, oh, that so gross. kitty park, like, up near. Oh, Memphis Kitty Park? Yeah, Memphis Kitty Park. There was a huge outbreak of hand, foot, oh, and mouth disease. so gross. Yeah. They never clean anything there. That's disgusting. Oh, it's, yeah. I, like, I, I even told my kids, I'm like, we're not going back there. No. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I know it's not fun. Hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, I'm like, I'll spin you around in the backyard. I, yeah, I, I did, uh, when, when a couple of those stories I was talking about happened, were particularly when I was teaching at a very high poverty school. And so that was one of the unfortunate things where the parents really did not have care options and they did not have the option to miss a day of work. And, you know, it was really unfortunate that they really, um, you know, had a hard time being able to have the luxury of keeping their kids home. And um, so a lot of times what we would do is if they, the kid needed to be at school, um, they would just kind of spend the day in the nurse's office and, um, they would take care of him. And then we had a really amazing school counselor and he had this big room that was, it had all these activities and he would always be collecting extra coats and backpacks and school supplies and all this stuff. And um, so making sure that all the kids had what they needed. Uh, he came up with before and after school activities and clubs 
that were really um, just so that the kids had something to do that uh, where they their parents weren't going to be home yet or able to pick them up. They would be in chess club and they would be, you know, in this club and that club, um, you know, so, so they'd have something to do until, yeah. and, and then to them, to the kids, it's, it's not like, well, you have to sit here until your mommy comes and picks you up. They were like, Oh, well, we're in this club and this activity. And, you know, so they're thinking about that, you know, and not thinking about that um, mom has to work three jobs. Yeah. And you know, dads in the military or or whatever the situation yeah. is. And it's not like that, so. it, you're you're just being neglected or rock like in that. a hard place. Yeah, like it, and it is yeah. hard too. But it, having those individuals like you just mentioned that are, are getting those backpacks or getting activity books that are making those kids feel like they, they going are above special. and beyond. Yeah, and and that, that's the unfortunate thing because and it's a constant conversation where here's these teachers that that are going that extra mile are. are and they're doing it out of their own pockets. Yeah, uh, they're not getting paid more. They're they're paid less than most people. It, it's unfortunate to to think. Or they're giving up they're their free molding, time to go and go to these places that are giving yeah, out and jackets tutoring and, 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 and everything and, and stuff. Yeah, and it, it is unfortunate. So uh, God bless you for for everything that you put up with and like all the diseases and, and yeah. germs and everything and just molding the the minds of tomorrow. That's and, why she takes all those. Good nutrients. Every yeah, morning. you need to. That's probably why yeah. you need so much sickness. cinnamon. Jeez. Well, you're probably oh, have yeah. the best I immune know. system out of every wrestler because of being around all the sickness. Yeah, because like you're just like yeah. in that bubble all day. Like yeah. it's like I'm, I'm immune to you. Like it's not going to help. It's so, amazing. I don't know how I haven't gotten more sick teaching. Um, I mean, I've a lot. There have been even a lot of other teachers who have gotten really sick and I've managed to dodge some of these bugs that have gone around. Um, but I think part of it also is because I, I really try to make my nutrition and sleep and health a priority. Uh, and I, I anticipate, you know, those things. So I'm like doing the, the, the vitamin C and trying to get ahead of that kind of stuff before it ever really gets, so bad because um, I've, oh, I've yeah. had that happen in the past where I ended up with pneumonia because I used to be oh as many people and particularly many women tend to be like, nope, I can power through this. It's just a cold. I can power through it. And then by the time you realize you can't power through it, it's, uh, it's pneumonia. Yeah, um, it's already pneumonia. A friend of mine, my my best friend had a theory because she, she one day she said, you know, you don't get sick often, but when you do, it's like really, really bad. And she said, yeah. I think it's because your, your immune system is so good that it can like bat away all the little things. And the only things that can get through are the like really bad things. <laughs> it's like the little, so I don't know what the science get, behind like, that is, but that's, the, that's her theory. <laughs> Like, like you get by the little itty bitty germs, like they get their asses kicked and power bombed, and then yeah. here's like here's the like big boss of a video game that's just like nope, like the Trojan like, horse. Yeah, <laughs> like just kicking you on your ass, and, and like oh you're gone. Like here's pneumonia. Have yeah. fun. So I, I have yeah. <laughs> I have a challenge for you. So I'm gonna go eat a snickerdoodle, and you need to <laughs> I challenge you to give us a good rib story when we check back in with you in a few months after you win. The Women of Honor Championship again. Start so, writing them down. Okay. So, well, take, make, I do. I will. I will. And I do have two. I don't really think these are rib stories, but I have two 
kind of funny little um, Hit stories, and then I'll think of like some rib stories for you next time. Uh, so one was years ago, um, I was just working in the ring before an event, and um, there was a, a wrestler named Matt Stryker who was Who's not that? the um, not the one from New York, but the known as the unibrow Matt Stryker from Heartland Wrestling Association. Oh. With um with Les Thatcher. And so he and I were were just kind of working out in the ring. So we were just like running through like kind of moves and calling stuff out to each other as we go. And I had this T shirt on that said free hugs. So we're we're doing this and he says to me, um, something like, uh I think he took me in a headlock and he was like uh tackle crossover, watch the hug. But I didn't like, it didn't all register until like he, he just like shoved me off. And then it didn't, it wasn't until it's like, I was calling it back to myself as I was going. So it wasn't until I actually got to, to the part where I come off the ropes and go watch the wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was another was match I had that was a tag match and I was on the opposite team of someone who is um, a really close friend of mine. And she and I both definitely had the most experience in the match. So we came up with a safe word (laughs) that if stuff really went out of control, um, you know, we were going to yell this safe word (laughs) so that the girls knew like, and that we we knew like, hey, this is we need to get get these calls out of this situation, kind of thing. What was the word? So the I have to ask. Word, it's goobers. Oh god! And at one point in the match, this um, my friend Missy it was Missy Sampson was across the ring from me. We're both on the corner, and we're both looking in the ring, going, "Oh my god!" and at exactly the same time, we both look up and make eye contact and go, Goobers! <laughs> That's funny. Like, on the same page. Oh, That's man. hilarious. Whenever my wife and I are at parties and like, we want to get out of awkward situations, we have a safe word that we use. Have you ever seen the movie Four Christmases? Yes. Okay. Their safe word was mistletoe. So whenever they wanted to go, <laughs> they would be like, mistletoe. So my wife and I will be at parties, like, looking at each other, and we'll be on, like, the opposite side of the room, just like she was. And, like, there was one party that we were at. It was a – my buddy had, like, this art opening. And she's off with, like, his his fiancé and everything and, like, their little girlfriends. And I'm getting sucked in, like, on the other end of the room. We're, like, on opposite sides of the room. And I just see my wife. I, like, turn around, and I just kind of, like, give her, like, a smile. And she just looks at me, and she just, like, in the most serious face, she's like, mistletoe. I'm like, okay, okay. Hey, guys, I, I, I got to go talk to Shannon really quick. And she's like, get me the F out of here. I'm like, I'm like all right, hey, guys, uh, our, our kid's awake. Like, sorry, we got to go. Like, um, babysitter's flipping out. It's like, I thought they were- I thought they were having a sleepover at grandma's. Yeah, no, sitter, sitter, gotta yeah, go. Yeah, grandma, grandma's the babysitter. She's yeah, she's losing it. Yeah, she's losing. She's literally like she's run out of wine. Like we gotta go. Uh, <laughs> so, but it made me think of the Seinfeld episode where 
Yeah. Gary and Elaine both had a signal, but they're like back to back, like both just like patting themselves on the head. Yes, I remember. Nobody's oh. saving anybody. Yeah, we have two. The two words that we have in any situation, it's either mistletoe or Oklahoma, and those are two <laughs> words that are like get out scot free. Like safe no, words. no, those are like the, the like we have them like where it's been no questions asked. Yes, okay, drop yes. everything. Like we're no, out. Like you can't be like why. Yeah, it's like no, we'll right. talk about it in the car. Like. Like right, mistletoe, exactly. yeah. Like mistletoe, like get to the car I and I'll tell you. I can't talk about it here. Yes, like <laughs> we are going to lose friends and alienate people if we have this conversation right now. Mistletoe, or like, if get, we stay here any longer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's going to be an issue. Like I, she might strangle somebody. Who knows? But we, we don't want to keep you too much longer. If you do want to find anywhere where Kelly Klein is going to be moving into the later part of 2019. Watching her recapture the Women of Honor Championship. You can find her on Instagram and on Twitter at Real Kelly Klein, just like it sounds. And you can also find all of her action on YouTube as well. And anything else you want to plug as well? Um, I think that is that's awesome. Those are the places to check in. I am working on differentiated content to bring to my uh, wonderful friends and fans and followers and I will update Twitter and Instagram. Both of those are places you're going to get different content. So you really need to be following both to get the full effect. And you can find the parody that we will do of the shape song. Uh, we're going to put like a yes. dubstep remix behind it. And that would be sweet. And it's going to be like the new workout I have workout a friend mix. that's a DJ. He could probably make us a beat, dude. Uh, I, are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> you ass. <laughs> I know a DJ. Patrick's a DJ. Yeah, I am. That's why he was, he was ribbing me earlier. But thank you for opening up and telling us about your life and And taking everything. two hours yeah. out of your night to talk with us. I mean, Especially after the weekend that you had and not feeling the greatest. At least you had your And the comments morning, that we made, hopefully. too, that we'll, we'll yeah. make up for tenfold? Yes. So. Well, you know, yeah. So, so I hope you feel really guilty because I'm. I like do. That. Yeah. I felt guilty <laughs> afterwards. Like I was like, oh, that's all. That's all I ever want. Well, you got two more Kelly Klein fans already, <laughs> we, and uh, we I'm sure there's. I, I mean, we already were, and I'm sure there's plenty more. <laughs> too. We, well, we three had to, Mahish too. So well, three. now we we're on the Kelly Klein train. So if you're ever oh, yeah. like, it, once again, if you ever fight Stella Gray. It's like a toss-up. It's like okay, well, you both been on our show, so yeah, either one that as wins. As long we're as happy. you both have fun, yep. you know, it just make it a double well, count out to where nobody. I wins. don't think she's ever had fun. <laughs> no, no. So the first time, well, why are you making that face? You heard the story when she was on our show. What do you mean about she's never had fun? The black eye story. Wrestling me. Oh, yes. yeah, that's yeah, that was yeah. against Kelly. Cl- wow, yeah, do you educate yourself before a guest right. come on the show? I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Man. Oh, I will give you the benefit of the doubt because you're going I on an hour and ten minutes. I am exhausted. He blocked that out. Yeah, no, no he's just, going on an hour and ten minutes. I worked asleep. all night last night. I had to go get cat scans today. I'm exhausted. I'm yeah. going to bed when I leave uh-huh. here. I'm going to fall asleep watching Raw for about ten minutes and be like. Same shit you as mean last you, week. you're not just going to fall it's asleep like watching it anyway? Oh, it's the same shit as last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's still the same shit as last week. Oh, why <laughs> Why isn't Finn over? Oh, Becky oh look, Bobby suspended. Lashley again. Why does he have a belt? <laughs> he has a belt because he's a phenomenal athlete. 
That's why. He is. They just don't know He's how to push crazy. him. They don't push him right, though. I love him and um, Leo Rush. Let though. Leo Rush go, though. He can talk. Dude. Let him, stop, stop, like, putting a leash on him. Let him talk. Let him, dude, I love Leo Rush. That's one He's of the, awesome. That's one of the reasons why Becky Lynch is over, because they just let her talk. Yes. They gotta let Leo Rush people, talk, and he'll start, be over. Start letting people take that. Oh, let me tell you, last night when I went out to do karaoke, I went up to the to sign up for a song, and the DJ looked at me, and he goes, you look like a wrestler. And I was like, huh, well, I am. And he goes, and he kind of like made a face. He's like, you are? And he goes, you look like this girl named Becky. And I started laughing. And I was oh like, yeah, God. I know her. Wow. And uh, then he, I explained, I was like, well, we work, you know, we wrestle for Ring of Honor. And he was like, he was like, no kidding. He was like, has anyone ever told you that about Becky? I said, no, but I think, you know, because now she has the red hair. She used to have dark hair. And, um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I think people don't think of it because they, they get so distracted by the red hair. But I was like, yeah, no, I can I can see it. Thank you. I think she's amazing. Um, I would definitely love to wrestle her. I would love to work with her. Um, but yeah, I thought I was kind of laughing because I was like, what do you mean I look like a wrestler? And, but he meant I looked like a specific wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> and he had no idea. He did not know that I was a wrestler or that we were with Ring of Honor. It just was, you couldn't write that. It was so funny. It is funny. <laughs> Now, I have one more question. I know I'm... Damn, how many times are you going to say that? I, I, uh, quite a few, obviously. He doesn't know how to count very well, like Kelly. That. I no. apologize. He's like my I, trainer I, in Japan. <laughs> He's always like, okay, last one, next one, one more. Okay, I... But, I, I, I didn't I, I didn't have Kelly Klein out. as a preschool teacher, so I didn't learn yeah. how to count properly. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> next week, we'll learn the counting game. Yes. Number, or the counting send, song. Send us that song. But one, fi- one last question, because you got me curious. At karaoke, what's your go-to song? Right now, my probably number one go-to is Glitter in the Air by Pink. Nice. What is yours, Matt? Um, it would have to be Baby Got Back. So mix a lot. You would. Mine's Digital Underground, just... the Humpty Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I only I know... got busy in a Burger King, King bathroom. bathroom. Don't even do it. I only know the words when I'm drunk. The name's Humpty. It's pronounced with the Humpty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like my oatmeal lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> you know too well. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know that song, educate yourselves. And just imagine me dancing on top and of a bar. And also know that Tupac was originally I can actually do, um, I can't, can't Touch This by MC Hammer pretty well, nice. too. Nice. Nice. Wow. I like Ice Ice Baby. That's a good one. I do. Uh, yeah. Any of those 80s, 90s, like, well, 90s, I guess. Or 80s songs, too. Because Digital on. Underground was 90s, 80s. I do. Yeah. Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. Any Beastie Boys songs? There you songs? go. That's a good one. Beastie Boys, Paul Revere. I do Roar. <laughs> yeah. Here's a little story. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> well, sounds like we karaoke. Yes. Come on, let's night. do it. Let's do it. Come to Ohio. <laughs> let's do it. Let's come just to, go. Uh, All right. Come to Ohio. Come to Cleveland. No, let's go to Concord. Okay. In, in May. There you go. And we'll come see her. We'll let her know that we're in town. And we'll go to and karaoke. We'll, yeah, hell yeah. Right. Let's let's book All it right, right now. We will be in Concord, North Carolina. Book it right now. Don't grin your teeth. Just tell your wife we're going on a freaking road trip. I don't know. I probably have a wedding. You're driving this time. I I think I have. I might or might not have a wedding that. No, I don't have a wedding that weekend. I can request it. I have a week. I have a wedding the week before. I requested off the weekend of May 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. If you think we were going to Vegas, but now we're we're not. Yeah, now we're gonna go to (gasps) Concord. We're gonna go to Ring of Honor. 
Let's do it. Most of all, I want to come. So I want to... Uh, Aldis and Marty? Come on. And Kelly Klein? I know. I know. And Stella Gray, possibly, too? And karaoke? Sold. Yeah. There's nothing else we need to say. <laughs> no. We'll, Kelly, we'll, we'll see you in happen. May. Uh, Nice. I, I don't know how many more times I, I need to kick Stella Gray's ass. I thought I, I thought I put that to bed again this weekend, but Damn. I mean, Wow. Wow. <laughs> we we probably just started some Thank shit. You. Oh God. Thank you, Kelly. Thank there you, you go. Kelly. There there was the there was the Kelly Klein square. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well ladies what is and gentlemen, it? one, Kelly. two, three, four, square, square, square. Ooh. <laughs> Right? I'm is still singing it in my head. You're thank learning. You. Thank you. I learned. I learned. <laughs> Kelly Klein, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. So with these recent signings with AEW, one person in particular on Twitter was going off on this rampage, just pissing a bunch of people off. You know how those people that have like 14 followers, but they need to talk trash to everyone. How he is. We actually had somebody, and I even uh, messaged Simon Gotch about it too. Um, we had someone reach out to us and ask on Twitter, like, hey, do you have numbers for this person and this person that have been on your show? Yeah, it's I like, know. Why? It's like, well, I want to reach out to him, and like I, I dug a little bit deeper into it, and then the guy was like, oh, well, I have an e-fad that I, I want shout-outs for. I'm like, so you want me to give you <laughs> our guest's personal phone numbers? Yeah. Like, no. Go get it yourself. Like, even if you wanted them yourself, you can get them yourself yeah. like we did. Yeah. And no, you're not you're having them. You're a big boy. Them. Yeah. Message him. Yeah. And you, like, go through his feed, and, like, he literally, like, tweeted, like, every single person, like, hey, Chris Jericho, you got an opportunity to speak? It's like, yeah, like, in his busy <laughs> day, he's just, he's just going to drop everything and just give you a call. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, I was wondering, uh, Jesus, if you had a few minutes to talk. Uh. I, God knows I've done that <laughs> enough. But, but there was somebody that put up a, a, a point that just literally sent everybody into the whirlwind and it comes back to and it seems like we talk about a lot with AEW and WWE and NXT it seems like AEW is providing an alternative and and I'm not taking anything away from these other promotions whether it be Ring of Honor New Japan Impact Wrestling whatever it may be now there's AEW which is just another promotion it's yes it it has notoriety because of who's on it it is considered a, a higher epsilon because of the talent that they have and it's the big question mark too. It, it really is is it going to succeed or is it going to fail is it going to be the new wcw or it could this potentially take out wwe in ratings who knows i cannot wait but to see what happens but Just at the same point, what it is but at the same point you have an organization such as NXT that is putting on fantastic events. Amazing. They just had a match during the halftime show of the Super Bowl that was the highest rated segment in NXT. It was the greatest Dude, that was a like great ratings match. for a single match you, in NXT. It, right? Did you watch it? Oh live? hell yeah, I had a great halftime. Oh you watched My it family, live? yeah, I had my headphones we on, watched, I'm watching on my iPad. See, I, we watched the music which I could have lived without, but the kids wanted to dance and stuff. And um, I watched it later. They have entrance music in, in wrestling that they can dance to. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, no. You I, know Melissa. Well, and my wife wanted to watch it, too. She's into Maroon 5. I think she's just into, like, Adam Levine. But and him ripping me. his shirt off. Yeah, like, Janet Jackson does it, and it's an uproar. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Adam Levine damn near gets naked, and, like, everyone's like, oh, geez, like, look at that. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, so excited. But, like, at the same point, like, it it wasn't, like, I watched, like, part of the halftime show, too. Like, I rewound back, and, like. Dude, it, that game sucked. Oh, God, that was the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched God. in my entire life. 
worst Super Compared Bowl Compared to last year, especially, which was such a great Super oh, Bowl. Oh, that was a great I, mean, I, I always go back to the Super Bowl with New England and Atlanta. Yeah. That's the one I always go back to yeah. because going into the fourth quarter, you were like, God, this game sucks. Yeah. And then that fourth quarter, yeah. like 28 to 3. And, and then the Philly one with. Yeah, New that England. was great. That, that was, was great. That was a good too. one, too. Well, the last, like, the last two have been Besides fantastic. this one. This the one sucked. Before, yeah. This one was terrible. Which the two but, we just discussed, yeah. But before, back to our yeah. original point. So. Wrestling. 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 You, you have two people. You have two organizations right now. One that you can technically consider two. But you have NXT and WWE, and then you have AEW. Like looking at someone what as about Impact. Is everybody Impact? About I, I I consider it too, but I don't think it gets the notoriety that it, it deserves. I don't it, either. I love it. I watch I love it, every it too. Week. It, it's fantastic. I'm gonna watch it every this week. Friday. So I'm gonna watch it this Friday, just like I watched it last Friday. Did you notice, I don't know if this happened on you, the first week that it wasn't listed as it was supposed to be, it was like coming up like a bass fishing show. Yeah. And I had to record the bass fishing show to record it. And like yeah. I knew yeah. that that was, was when it was on. on. Yeah. So I just recorded all four all four half hours of this bass yeah. fishing show. And I think the last one was like some guy talking about hunting or something. Yeah. And then it recorded my Impact Wrestling. And then ever since then, it's been fine. But I thought it was yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> but I don't think it gets the notoriety that it does. Should. It, 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 it should get a lot more. It, it should get a lot more. They're doing Good, yeah, good thing. And we're we're gonna touch on something about Impact here in a few minutes. They're in Mexico right now. They are, and they're soon gonna be in Vegas too. And they got a big match coming up with Taya and. uh, Like I said, we're we're gonna hold off on that really quick. We're we're gonna hold off on it. Damn, but can't wait. At at this point, taking Impact out of the equation, we know our viewpoints on it. But looking at. Just AEW, yeah, just looking at those two. With these talents that are coming up, whether it be from Impact, whether it be from Ring of Honor, or any other promotion in general, when looking at the options available, do you think that this incorporation of AEW is going to help or, or hurt WWE? I think that it's going to do both, just like WCW did. I, I agree. Because you have this organization that says that they want the elite athletes. Here you have a, an organization that is considered to be, hey, we have the elite athletes already. Okay, now you have two that are, are fighting for the best of the best, and they want you just as bad. I think it's going to start a bidding war. But this guy was saying, like, oh, WWE's dead. Like That's the, not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. No. Because every no offense— no matter how good AEW does. Competition is always going to help but, you. And it goes back to that cliche. Everybody wants the WrestleMania moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody growing up as a wrestling fan, they all yeah. visualize having that match at WrestleMania. It's still going to be the stop that you want to get to. Yes. It, it's always that marquee. You want to see your face on the WrestleMania poster. It. it it's Here's not going anywhere. Here's a question I have. Sure. Is AEW going to have a developmental program? I, I think have they mentioned that. That they haven't. They really haven't touched on a whole lot. They, they've have they got a, a TV station deal yet? Have a TV deal yet? It hasn't been announced that I know of. Uh, they're, they have a lot of partnerships that they've announced. Yeah. They've partnered up with AAA. They've partnered up in Japan, too. Yeah, so there, so there's a lot the of China ta- uh, promotion in China as well. Yeah. So, and they also just signed the first transgender uh, wrestler. Yeah. So they're they're making a lot of waves. But I don't think this is going to kill WWE. If anything, it's going to make both organizations better. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to create a bidding war. Yep. It's going to make people actually want to prove that, hey, I'm an elite athlete and I deserve to be here. Okay. Well, then go to NXT and prove it. Or, hey, AEW looks at them and says, look, like we're just not 
ready at this point. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Now I need to work harder to be there. Go to Impact or yeah. go and do Ring of Honor. And it's going to build yeah. up all these. It, it It's not going to kill. Go to Japan. And, and, and this is one thing. This is my opinion. Uh, in my opinion, doesn't mean Jack. I'm, I'm just a, a fan like everyone else. But my personal opinion is this organization that's coming out is just going to make everyone else better. Because now here you have another option available that literally has some of the best athletes in the world. Now you have an opportunity where, okay, WWE is not available. Okay, let's shoot for AEW. Mm -hmm. So it's only going to make these other promotions better. It's only going to increase these the products that are around us in, in independence. And Let's face it. We're in a hotbed of yeah. independent wrestling. So if everybody I, like that's just the point that he made just kind of irked me. If the elite hadn't left Ring of Honor in New Japan, I think that they could have caught and at least given a competition to WWE if they had kept going. I mean, look, think they about did. they're going to be in Madison Square Gardens. Yeah. If they would have put a show on and did it like WCW did, where they competed with them, I think that they could have challenged them. I think they could have too, but. Moving on to the next point, going back to Impact Wrestling, there was a little bit of controversy this past weekend from a former Impact Wrestling champion and someone that really is tearing up Impact Wrestling because he won every single year-end award that you can possibly win. And that feud was between Austin Aries and Sammy Callahan. And Sammy Callahan, he won... Uh, <laughs> everything. Everything. He he won Superstar of the Year, Match yeah. of the Year. He won yeah. uh, Moment of the Year. Just yeah. everything. And Austin Aries literally called him out on everything. He's like, you win Moment of the Year with a bat by breaking someone's face with an amateur mistake. You um, win Match of the Year by going 10 minutes over on my main event pay-per-view and you become wrestler of the year by putting no one else over but yourself. Yeah. Like, like literally just called him out. And then it was just a, a war back and forth of words. And literally just like I'm not saying that one is superior than the other. One is better than the other. But no disrespect. But when I think of a name that has been brought up and publicized this year, the one name that comes to mind outside of WWE outside of New Japan or Ring of Honor with obviously the Elite or the Bullet Club or whatever. Yep. Sammy Callahan. Yeah, and Austin Aries is the opposite. It's almost like he's like a toxin. I wouldn't call him a toxin. I wouldn't call him a toxin. He, he had a lot to be pissed off about. But what happens with every promotion? He, Why he, does he always end up leaving abruptly? What is his deal that he can't get along with anybody? He's, he's very thick-headed. And he, he takes his craft very seriously. I've heard he's by. a great guy. We've he, had a guy tell us on our show. We, we had Pero tell yeah. us that he, he's a fantastic yeah. guy. The problem is he, he's very passionate about his craft. Yeah. He, he's very, very passionate about his craft, and he doesn't like imposters. That was right sense. after he walked out. Remember that? That was the paper. Pero. Yeah, he that was the pay-per-view yeah. that he, he walked, walked out, out on. We didn't know and if we it had was Pero. real. Yeah, we were and we yeah. asked Pero. We're like, "Look, you know him personally. Yep. Like what what what's going on?" So go back and listen to that in the archives if you haven't heard yeah, it. Yeah, if you haven't gone there yet. But I, I I have to agree with some things that Austin Aries said. But at the same point, I have to agree with a lot of what Sammy Callahan said. No offense, your job is to put yourself over. But at the same point, you need to put other people over. Okay, look at Sammy Callahan. The one feud that he had this year was with Pentagon. That was an amazing feud. With put him ended, over. Ended with the hair versus hair match. Eddie hair Ed versus mask match. Eddie Edwards. 
Yep. He's one of the top talked about guys in Impact Wrestling right now. Yep. And he has a great character at the, the same new point. Extreme wrestler. Yeah, because of Sammy Callahan. Yep. So I disagree with his point saying, like, you're not putting anyone else over. Yeah. Yes, you, yes, you He's are. A hater. He's a hater. Yeah. I mean, you're going to hate. Hate. You said hate it. Hate us because they us. It, I, I would us. love to be Austin Not Aries. us, but I'm just saying. If I, I was, if, I would love to have half the to skill. Be Sammy, that to be Austin Sammy Aries Callahan. Had. No, I agree. Hate us because you ain't us. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. If Sammy Callahan was saying it. it I'm sure Sammy would have said something else, but <laughs> it, you can't even afford to put another dollar in the curse jar. And I have to oh, applaud you. Uh, I have to applaud you. The curse you jar ha- has a lid on it. Yes. That's, that's Here's the big news for the day. F that curse jar. I ain't putting more effing money into it. So there will be no more F words. From here on out, unless it was a pre-recorded show before I said this, coming out of my mouth. Well, we really don't have a whole lot of pre-recorded shows. I can't afford it. No, you can't. I lost last month's rent. Yeah. <laughs> you getting evicted. Yeah, you're living in a cardboard <laughs> box down I'm by the river. living in a van down by the river. Well, I, I think... Love you. Love you, Chris Farley. I love you too, Chris R. Farley. Well, I think that uh, on that note, I'm going to see how long it is until you actually have to put a dollar in there. F you. <laughs> but on that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Be sure to head over to whatamaneuver.net, search Dark Match Podcast, get yourself some Dark Match Podcast merch. Be sure to subscribe on Instagram at the Dark Match Podcast, also on Facebook at the Dark Match Podcast, on Twitter at Dark Match PC. Keep an eye out. Still waiting on that email i'm at my wits end with emails right now just waiting for people to reply letting us know some good news that we've been approved for some things that i don't want to get too excited about until you yeah like I, I think that's the best way to put it i don't want to get my hopes up over yeah. it because it hasn't been approved yet yeah. but we're waiting and willing and we might have some fantastic opportunities coming too but keeping our fingers crossed yeah that, that's all we can really do but we appreciate you tuning in for this week's episode tune in next week Another exciting guest coming to you as well. But that's going to do it. Take care. Boom.